0: Small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can use it. Fun he can
1: prove
2: it. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and this is a Monday bonus episode. Now, joining me for this Monday bonus episode is a man who's been here already for three hours because we just recorded an episode (laughs) that you're going to hear in September. And I asked him if he wanted to stick around and do this Patreon curated episode. And he said, what do I got to do, Pat? What do I got to do? I got nothing going on, man. It's a Sunday. That's Mike Schmidt. Please uh, welcome him. He's not even a guest
3: co-host anymore. I consider him a co-host. Well, I'll tell you what, I wasn't even going to leave because your house smells amazing. Well, thank you. I don't know why. It's bacon and cabbage. It smells like somebody's cooking something that's, it smells uh, fucking I hope perfect. So. I hope so. I hope so. So Mike, I want
2: to get this out of the way first. Okay. One of my listeners, Kingsley Dwyer, sent me- KD? KD. Sent me $100 through PayPal-
3: Amazing. Yesterday. The generosity and, of people is um, is astounding.
2: Uh, well, he had an agenda. He had a plan. Okay. And I didn't read his email. I just saw that he sent me a hundred bucks and I, and I wrote back, thank you. And then he goes, oh, did you read my email? <laughs> and I'm like, no, wh- what do I owe you? So Kingsley is one of our Patreon supporters and he must be at the $10 level. Cause he gets to see all my videos. So he likes my unboxing videos. So this is Kingsley's plan he sent me this $100 to jumpstart a gigantic unboxing. There is a Judas Priest box set coming out that is 42 CDs. It's got like all this crazy stuff, booklets and posters and signed stuff and all this crazy stuff. So, and it costs $500. And so Kingsley's idea is if everyone Chips in, we can buy this. I can do probably three or four, like a series of unboxings, like part one, part two. Oh, you'll get several videos. Yeah, out of of this. And now here's how I want to make it worthwhile for everybody. If we raise the money, and right now we're trying to raise, we got Kingsley's hundred. We need to raise another three hundred ninety-five dollars. I made a GoFundMe today. We've already raised one hundred fifty. So we need about uh, 245.
3: 245. Uh,
2: 245 right. left, and we get this thing, and I do the unboxing videos. Now, here's the thing here's the catch. This is where it helps you. And this isn't for Patreon people, this is for everyone listening right now. After I do this unboxing video, I'm going to obviously load all these CDs into my iTunes, and then I'm going to give this box set away. Whoa. So here's what's going to happen. If you donate $10, your name will go in the random drawing one time. If you donate $20, it'll go in two times. So for every $10 you donate, you'll be put in the, uh, put in the drawing. So if you donate
3: $50, you have five chances five to shots, win this thing. Sure. All right, but let me ask you this now. So if someone, cause we know, you know, a lot of generous people, yeah. as do I. Yeah. If someone right now ponies up the 240, they have 24 chances to win. I, I guess they do. Wow. I guess they do. So then they're getting the they're getting the box it for half price. For half attention. price. Yeah. yeah. If they pony up now. What I'm trying to say to you
2: folks is uh, if you can't find the GoFundMe with the Judas Priest unboxing giveaway, um, just email me uh, via rocksolidpodcast at gmail.com and I'll send you the link. And then if you want to donate, you can I'm putting I'm gonna, this, I'm going to stop r- you. I got a question. I have
3: to ask this question. I'm so sorry. I know you have momentum. I
2: have to, I, but I have to say this. Say first. it. Go ahead. Uh, the thing is I want people to know that I'm not shilling for your money. I'm going to buy this thing. I'm going to do unboxing videos and then I'm giving it away. So you're not buying me a present. I'm giving back to you because I'm always trying to get people to sign up for the Patreon page. Mm-hmm. So I don't want people to think that this is another Pat's trying to bilk us out of our money. You're never trying to bilk. Anybody. I'm never trying to bilk. That was a bad word. Kingsley Dwyer put this in motion. He wanted me to do this. And so I'm doing it. And again, I think it's a great deal and someone's going to win this thing. And how yes. exciting is that going to be?
3: Yeah. And you, you'll get these, you guys get to see all this content. Yes. There's all the unboxings. In addition to the lottery ticket you get, as you're going to possibly yeah, win right. the box set, you get to watch it all be unveiled and just by donating.
2: All right. Now today's episode, Mike, here's the deal. If you're a Patreon supporter, At any tier, you get to participate in these, I call them Patreon curated episodes. Once a month, I throw down a topic and you have two weeks to record an intro and send me a song. And then you get to hear your voice on the podcast.
3: Yeah. You're you're a co-host. You're a
2: co-host. You're a virtual virtual co-host. Socially distanced co-host. That's right. So we're doing that today. The topic is heaven and hell. We're going to play songs that either have heaven or or hell in the title oh, fitting or, with
3: the Judas priest theme here. That's with our true. Friend. That's yeah. true.
2: Look or KD. sometimes people will go uh, off book a little bit and they'll be like, well, I played a song about God or I played this and that's cool. Whatever you want to do. It's uh it's your turn to participate. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. Mike, you've agreed to set in. Um, normally when I play these intros, um, and it's just, sometimes it's just me. Sometimes Pilar will sit in with me. Um, I don't make fun of the people's intros, but you know, eh, you know, maybe you and I are here. Eh, maybe we uh, joke around a little bit. I hope everyone's okay with that.
3: I, of course, they will be, and 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 there's no malice intended. Kingsley's no malice. A, a a beloved patron. Kingsley Dwyer loves this. Came up with an amazing idea yes. for this 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 GoFundMe and this fucking box set raffle, and he's recorded intros. And I mean, I, uh, you, look, anything we said at all that would be the gentle teasing of a Kingsley Dwyer. <laughs> Uh, couldn't possibly penetrate the, uh, the shield of awesomeness. He surrounded himself in just by participating in this extravaganza. Exactly. All right. So
2: first up, and again, when you send your intro in, you should, you should say, Hey, this is me and I'm from here and then intro the song and then we hear the song. So there's two intros that came in today and for some, or this week, and for some reason, I couldn't drag them into my iTunes. So there might be a little hesitation between the intro and the song because I'm playing them from my desktop, and I'm going to do these first two first to get them out of the way, just because it's uh, it it could be clunky. Okay. But I don't think it's going to be. Right. All right. So you ready, Mike? I'm ready. Songs with heaven or hell in the title. I like it. Here's our first intro. Here we go.
4: Hey Pat, this is Steve Perry. From a yet again lockdown Sydney, with my song for this week's episode. The track that I've picked is from the 1979 Jam classic Setting Suns. The song is Private Hell. If you'd never heard Setting Suns, do yourself a favour and give it a play. You won't be disappointed. So here are the Jam off Setting Suns with Private Hell.
3: This makes me want to take the tube. It makes me want to take the tube to the the pub pub and kick someone in the face. Kick him right in the
2: face. Uh... Stephen Perry, thank you so much. There was a little hesitation, and
3: but that was on my end. Uh, I'm very surprised. Let me jump in real quick. I thought I thought Kingsley Dwyer sent all the tracks for Heaven and Hell.
2: No, 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 no. This is a uh, this is no Kingsley Dwyer set the Judas Priest box set in motion. So it's going to be a bunch of
3: different people here. Oh yeah, it's going to be different oh, people. That's awesome. Okay, it's gonna cool. Be tons of different voices. I thought it was me with Kingsley just no, holding it down. No, 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 no. Tons of different people. That song makes me want to take the <laughs> tube, right? Don't you love down at a pub. Don't get, you l- get some chips and kick someone
2: raw in the face. Now, let me tell you something. <laughs> to Stephen Perry, I have a foreign accent, right? Stephen Perry in Australia. But there's no way that he thinks how I talk is as cool as I think the way he talks
3: is. Oh, no, no. We just sound like dopey Americans. Yeah. We sound like idiots, right? But he right? sounds like a genius. He sounds amazing. Yeah, he's like gay. He. he's one of those I guys. I love, I love an accent. Yes, I agree with you. Head out! all right no and also that's just that's a guy just dropping a sound file and you're like oh i want to sound like that guy why can't i I know why can't i
2: sound like that guy or why can't i sound like this next guy who again i'm playing this file from the desktop and then it'll be a little hesitation into a song and then we'll be back on track but uh (laughs) uh that jam song was great. It was great. That's you Mike Siegel's know, favorite band. That one of his favorite bands made me want a go down. Look, how many times are we going to go to this well?
3: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm excited. All right. <laughs> You need to watch Ted Lasso if you like some accents. Oh, and miss me with Ted Lasso. I'm Why? fucking because t- I don't need to hear everybody in the world. That's like you know what is t- it's, t- for a my it's money. A wonderful show. Ted La- Ted Lasso might as well be the fucking Tiger King. What about for it? for all those people saying oh all the same shit? So good. Okay. Nope. Okay, here we go. And this song, oh, you're gonna. I think you're gonna love this song. Well, I want to hear who's introducing it first. Let's hear it. Did I Pat. Danny from Newcastle, New South Wales in Australia. Do I go heaven or do I go hell? I'm going for hell. And this song is called All Hell Broke Loose. And it's from a great Australian pub band called Rose Tattoo. Really great to be on the show. Really love the show. You're doing a great job. Thanks, mate. Rose Tattoo, beloved by Guns N' Roses.
2: Look, how great was that intro? It was amazing. I mean it had everything we like. He said pub. Yes. Uh he said uh he said rose tattoo. Yeah. He said all hell broke loose. Accent. Accent?
3: Accent is huge.
2: Okay. Now what I did is I talked so there wouldn't be any hesitation, and now I'll play the song.
5: <laughs> Here we go.
0: And the day
2: I got to tell you, I got to buy this fucking album. That was great. I mean, uh, when I was growing up and in high school, I've told you this before, Steve Kelsey was the all night animal on WFBG and Friday nights and Saturday nights, he would play album uh, cuts from bands like this. From Rose Tattoo. From Rose Tattoo. And just, you know, all these bands that weren't on the radio, you know what I'm saying? And, And that's where I heard bands like this, but I never bought those albums because I gotta be honest in some ways it sounded like dirty to me it
3: sounded like so like (laughs) grimy and dirty like I thought like I was buying something I wasn't supposed to buy right Uh, now let me ask you about them Uh, who came first ACDC or Rose Tattoo Um, gotta be ACDC right this album's from 1982. I, I Okay,
2: but, that, not, not, not but that would have fit in. This like, Bon Scott 90. could sing that I'm not that sure
3: song. when this album came out. But Bon Scott could sing that I song. gave the wrong date. Yeah, exactly. Right? Right. I mean, that just sounded... Because it sounded maybe like Maybe that's ADC. just the...
2: The um, you know, Australian that was, sound? Maybe that was the sound, and then ACDC broke through, and Rose Tattoo was, uh, you know, beloved yeah. down there, but um, they just didn't break through worldwide. That was a great song.
3: Yeah, it's great. I, and now I want to hear the whole song. It's like I felt when we saw the Sparks, Doc. I'm like, I got 25 albums to discover. I love... Hearing something and going, oh, that's new! I got to check I, that I out. Gotta I gotta check gotta it out, all of yeah, them. right. Um, all right. Now, what's going to happen now, Mike? Is we
2: will hear the intro and then, because I have the files in order, it'll go right into the song. Okay, and then we'll talk afterwards. All right, you this, ready? This
3: song makes me. Oh <laughs> my goodness! <laughs> my goodness! There you go. See, get on get on board. Look. Let's do English accents the rest of the show, right? I would love to do that, mate. need to do it. We're going to do it. Play the drop. How many people
2: are going to stop the Patreon because of this? (laughs) Hell,
3: they're making fun of my What's the next song, Evan or Hell? It's Hell. (laughs) Of course it is. Here we
5: go. Hello, Rock Solid listeners. Andy from Florida here. When Pat announced this topic, the first tune that came to mind was this track, simply called Hell. And it's my favorite song by identical twin sisters, Tegan and Sarah. So crank this one up. It's a good one.
1: I'm not ready for downtown trash avoid collection For blocks running hard, don't walk alone at night Cityscape, city change before they die Four blocks I should mention in a song If I want to get along with change Who doesn't want to change
2: Now, Mike, where are you going to hear Rose Tattoo and Tegan and Sarah back to back the- that, they haven't even been spoken in the same sentence
3: ever before. Until today. Until today. What would you think of today. that song? Uh, I loved that song. I think that is a song perfect for a montage when the mousy girl gets brought to the mall by her new friends and they oh. try to give her a glowing makeover for the big dance. Are they going to turn her into a whore like they did Sandy in Greece? <laughs> I know. Well, it worked for Sandy, though. She got to go to the moon in a Cadillac or whatever the fuck. I cannot, did I tell you that I might be interviewing Olivia Newton-John in August? I didn't know this and I I will be in the room, correct? I will be there, right? Just like when you had Susanna Hoffs and I demanded to be there. I cannot wait to ask her what she
2: thought about Sandy gets the guy because they turn her into a tramp.
3: Oh, see. She's going to laugh, right? I I don't know. I'm going to tell her, look,
2: when I was 13 and I see Sandy That's (laughs) I That's have to <laughs> my crush. And I then when to, Sandy yeah. turns
3: into the tramp. Yeah, she's amazing.
4: Oh,
2: and what ridiculous. the heck's
3: going on? Uh, I'm going to take. I this, had chills. I'm going to indulge myself now. At, uh, there was a, a few years ago, there was a fight at uh, Olivia Newton John's house. There was like a, a domestic disturbance. I don't want to ask her and about this. And so I tweeted it and I just said, uh, uh, d- domestic disturbance at Olivia Newton John's house. It started as an argument, but quickly turned physical. Physical. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good tweet. So happy, yeah. And then, and then, would you joke. get
2: fifteen likes? Maybe not, enough, know, right? no, not enough. enough. No, not nearly enough. It's never, never enough. Never at all. It's, it's never enough. enough. <laughs> What's a good
3: amount of likes for you? Have you ever been in triple digit likes? I I had one get five thousand likes. That's I've, I've crazy. gone viral a couple with two different. That's ones. amazing. One about Louis C.K. and uh, and one uh, just uh, a couple weeks ago. Actually, there were two just recently. One of them was a baseball one, which you wouldn't care about at all. No. And then the other one was... Uh, Although so, it's been very, very good to me. <laughs> it certainly has, Chico. <laughs> there was a clip of a woman falling off the back of a boat. Okay. She was on, a, on like a yacht, like one of those cruising boats. Oh, right. And she was clearly drunkenly stumbled off of it. And, uh, and I retweet, it was Rex Chapman, who's like a big name on Twitter. Okay. And he tweeted that. And then I retweeted it and I said, big weekend on the SS Robert Wagner's alibi. <laughs> and he retweeted it. Which then then it it blew went, up. It, it blew up. Yeah, And I think that got like two thousand. So if he had not retweeted it, sixteen. Oh yeah, maybe. <laughs> <That> but <laughs> but sucks. it's but the thing it's cr- but uh, but I'll tell you what the one that did the five thousand the baseball one, again your phone doesn't stop. No, it's crazy because then what happened was it got retweeted Then it got retweeted by like baseball players. Right. And it and you're just like and your phone's like ping 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 it's pinball it just keeps and lighting then the, up the Robert Wagner estate retweeted yeah, yeah, it. yeah the Louis C K one I did too was one where it just it just started my phone just started brrr, it just started great. whirring so I've had I've had three yeah that did those kind of numbers but I've had triple digits and a, a handful a bunch mm-hmm. but the but the three that went crazy went crazy now we have a special guest that just walked into
2: oh, the room might that be it's uh my my uh, my wife Pilar Alessandra how are you doing Pilar. I'm what do you got to show me?
6: I'm doing well, Patrick.
2: What do you got to show me?
6: Okay, I need Mike's help on this, too. All right. All okay? Right. So we need a we need a car.
2: We do need a car. Okay. Well, we don't need a car.
6: No, we actually do need a car. We have a car. No, we have, like, one car, and then we're giving our oldest car to our oldest. Yeah, but
2: one okay. car, I mean, it's not like we don't
3: have a car.
6: This is true. You're right. Talking um, to the mic. All right. So here's the deal. Do we go for...
3: PLR, really quick. Can you mix the word heaven or hell into your request? Because it's going to be the theme of the show we're doing.
6: Ah, well, sometimes it's hell getting a sentence out with Patrick.
2: (laughs) This week, the the topic is heaven and hell, and these are songs about living with Pat Francis. Yes,
6: (laughs) exactly. Talking So, the mic. So, so, uh, of course, went for the Prius because we live in Woodland Hills, and that's what we do. Okay, so I went to, to... Prius for $30,000. They're really expensive right now. Everything's really expensive with cars. Okay. Okay. So Prius for $30,000 or a 2019 red Mini Cooper. Okay. But it's four door. It's nice. It's got it's got a lot of room, honey. See that? See yeah, that? I
3: like it. It's nice.
6: Yeah, so I'm gonna ask Mike Schmidt. Look at look at look at it, look at. It's, it. it's gorgeous. That is nice, right? Yeah, I would
3: choose that over any uh, Prius. Would you? Yeah, just on looks alone. I don't know what a Mini Cooper runs like. I don't know anything about engines.
6: It runs pretty nice. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so 2019. It's so only got 12,000. Okay, how much miles is that car? It. Thirty thousand dollars.
2: All right. Here's the here's the key question with mm-hmm. this 2019. Yeah. Is there a CD player in that car?
6: I did ask, and everybody was like, "They haven't had CD players since like 2015." Well, then
2: that's your car, and stay away from my car with the. No, I looked it up.
6: I looked it up, and you we can get like portable like Discman things for the car.
2: I'll stream when I'm in your car.
6: Right. I would get that.
2: I would get the.
3: I would get the Cooper.
6: Okay. All right. Well, I'll have you. I'll have you check it out. But but Mike likes it too. And Mike likes was, it too. R- you
3: had mini. me at red and black, and it's just a beautiful car. And it's it's not as mini as most Mini Coopers no, now. It's four huge, doors, it's it's bigger. Four yeah.
6: doors. It's got a big big. Oh, it's it's got a big butt. It's it's cool. Oh,
3: perfect for you. Well, I like big butts, and I cannot lie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and
6: Ezra, it, is it me nice, out.
3: Ezra? Is it a good car? It's a good car. It's I, I
6: talked mom into
2: this one and out of Okay. Another. So what do we do? What's the next uh, process? I guess we find $30,000. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing. they want to get rid of it. And
6: it's the end of the month, which
3: means it's the end of them having to make Did it you try to now, have Chip Chinnery call? We can get it for 25 did not you just get $100 from Kingsley? So we oh, could throw that toward this Kingsley card. Dwyer sent $100 right. for that Judas Priest box set. We throw that over here. We pivot the GoFundMe to what, this Mini Cooper thing. What does thing.
2: that buy? Does that buy one floor mat $100? <laughs> you know what yeah. it doesn't
3: buy? CD player. When, no. What
6: what your listeners have to know: we've never bought a car that is over twenty thousand dollars. This will okay, be. A we big don't
2: need thing to us. share
6: well, your finances. Well, I don't finances. want people thinking that we're that we go around like, you know, like She's not spend lying. Lots of money. No, on a car. We, no, you pull we know, up. Our, you call up
3: people. You, know, you pull up to their house, and it looks like. Uh, it could be an industrial uh, area because there's four white cars that yeah. are just limp dick and like nobody likes them. That <laughs> is so bad. We,
2: we have a we have a two thousand five Matrix. Like yeah. we, we will buy a car when a child is born yeah. and then we yeah. we keep it until uh until it doesn't work. It anymore looks like a fleet we get of, T-boned. <laughs> it looks like, like a fleet of cars yeah. for nuns. The car that's what that, it looks like. The car there's no
3: panache.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and Pilar, you you're dressed in black, uh, Sister Mary Pilar. Yeah. Well, that's All right. What I do. Drive safely. Peter. So p- p- you better put the word in. You better get that car. But call Chip Chinnery and he'll get it down three or four thousand for us. That's not a lie. It's not. I, I want to be liked too. Okay, but oh. did you did you dicker <laughs> with the guy? What? Whoa,
3: hold on a second. What are you doing? Um did you uh what do you call it? Negotiate. Negotiate? When when I bring you on. I'm not good at that. Okay, bye. Get chip. Get chip, dude. She should take chip in. This is my this is my boyfriend. Oh my goodness. Why are you doing that? Uh, that's a fetish now at this point. And then they'll dick her. <laughs> in, the, in the front. And then the poker in the rear. She wasn't on the mic that much. She I, She did the best she could. Gotta talk right in the mic. you kept all right, I will say this. It was annoying because you kept pointing at the microphone like she doesn't know how to use it. She doesn't well, want to be d- on your show. Obviously, she doesn't know how to use <laughs> I it. No, because she's not supposed to. She's interrupting and she knows it. So you you're all of a sudden you're making interrup- her a star. It's not an interruption.
2: I like I like that. Uh, I like that in the moment people walk in and you just let them talk.
3: Sure. But the people walking in might not appreciate that. So There's
2: much. an episode next week's episode, which is, or is it? No, I think it's the, this week's uh, today is Monday. This Thursday, it's an episode with Murray and Christy and it's, I love it. It's one of my favorite episodes because people are coming in and out of the room all the time. Frank went and got a uh, frozen yogurt. Um, uh, Christy had to go to the bathroom. Murray knocked a mic over cause he's dumb and it's, uh, <laughs> it was great. It was so fun. So, um, I like I like those episodes where it feels like you're sitting on that couch
3: just watching us record. So, so you like all of those better than the ones I did.
2: Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there's no, I mean, come on
3: hell so again Tegan and Sarah that song sounds to me right. as if like I said there was a, a young girl getting a makeover and about to go to the big dance and yeah. they brought her to the mall and they're trying on outfits is she a plain girl until makeup goes on and then she's the hottest girl you've ever seen gotta take her glasses off and oh, yeah. possibly pull her hair back I would. I would say you do that let her hair down and then, yeah, I'll tell you and, what. And then, like, a tad of eyeliner,
2: and what the heck? Business is about to pick up. All of a sudden, you got a Leia Thompson. <laughs> no,
3: d- bad choice. She looks like a frog. Okay, all of a sudden, <laughs> you got a Phoebe Cates. Uh, yeah, there you go. M- much better choice. Uh, a Linda Cardellini? I could see that. All right, next up.
2: This guy does artwork for the show. Heaven. He actually did the artwork for this episode. Whoa. I'm not going to say his name because hopefully,
3: isn't that cheating though to have him on and the artwork too? He introduces himself. Is he an employee now at this point? No, he's means, doing double duty. This is the payment, a double dip. The payment is he gets to be involved
2: in this. Mm-hmm. God, isn't, I, maybe I sent him a sticker and a T-shirt.
3: <laughs> maybe. Are you
2: going to keep moving I like the table? Baby. Are you going to keep moving <laughs> the table until I'm against the wall, like?
3: uh <laughs> <laughs> it's like the band in Animal yeah. House. You just keep you're gonna walk into the wall <laughs> I'm like a cop interrogating you. You need a bare light bulb in your head. <laughs> All right, here we go. Listen up. Hey
7: everybody, it's Kyle from the Woods of Western Mass, and for the Heaven and Hell episode, I was gonna go with A C D C but that seemed a little too on the nose. So instead I was gonna go with everybody's favorite Jackal. They've got a perfect song title for this episode. But the song isn't that good.
2: Good. No, none of them are.
7: Instead, I went with Volbeat with their song, Heaven Nor Hell. Dude. From their 2010 album. Easy. uh, Beyond Hell, Above Heaven. And it's their third single off this, so it's a pretty well-known song.
3: Do you know Volbeat? And it's a good
7: song. No. It's uplifting. Dude. It's got a a great kind of ACDC kiss, you know, simple stomp feel.
3: Volbeat
8: rules. Volbeat's
7: really good at the melodies in their songs. They've got great melody runs throughout every song. Even the harder ones. And this one's no different. And it's a fun song. So here's Vulby with Heaven Nor Hell.
3: That's a great song I didn't mean to step on on Don't talk over the intros, Mike I apologize, it was wrong You can play it again if you'd like
2: No, I'm not going to play it again Because Kyle, uh,
3: step up that audio a little bit Uh, That's not on him I, so what do you mean? I, he mean doesn't, on he doesn't know I'm going to be here shrieking over it like a girl over Volbeat. I think the audio is a little bit. Uh, not, Maybe my excitement for Volbeat will will pacify him and then no. Oh, he's he- gonna he's gonna be very excited that you enjoyed it. And I got to be honest, I enjoyed it. I spent this past week uh, when I wasn't listening to Guns N Roses uh-huh. and Roses, uh, Volbeat was was uh, on the menu of pretty much every day. They they have a remake. I wish you could pull it up now. Uh, they redid um, "I Only Want to Be with You" by the Bay City Rollers that band and it's a fucking jam because the opening riff is just shung, shung, gung, gung, gung. it's really chunky but then it's just i don't know what th-. it's dude and that guy's voice is very distinctive there's a song called uh, was it linda montez i think is the song i listened to king of the bleeding crown or whatever i mean just i was listening to them all week they were they're so good i've just discovered Volbeat in the last month i would tell you that when i often would see the name Volbeat,
2: i didn't think that was the type of music that they played that name, for some reason, made me think that it was some other type of music.
3: Does I that see. make sense? Sure, yeah, I could see that. Almost like in a more industrial because it's very yes, catchy rock. Yes. And I, because I would felt the same way because I was looking for literally. I have a playlist called Violence that I, I listen to. <laughs> okay, well, that's just uh, the, I listen to it on the treadmill. We need to talk off Mike. <laughs> What's well, on about the treadmill? Because yeah, you're just you're. That's how you do. You bust out. You're lifting weights. You're getting fucking swole. And uh, and Volbeat is all over this playlist. I don't know what you just said. Uh, you know what I said. song's great no matter who sings it. Of, it's, it is. Again, it's one of those songs that just carries the weight, but it. But their version is fucking, that's a jam. They're good. Good choice. Kyle Hildreth. Uh, if you like
2: the artwork this week, he did it. That's all I'm saying. I like it. I think it's great. Yeah. Kyle's a good dude. I like him a lot. Well, good choice on Volbeat, Kyle. Kyle lives where Ezra goes to college. He lives in the area. And when Ezra was, you know, freshman year, when they were going there, contacted me and said if Ezra ever needs anything in an emergency you can get a hold of me wow and who does that a guy who likes Volbeat now let me tell you something did you know because I just found this out like in the past month that I only want to be with you is a cover oh really originally done by Dusty Springfield you ready oh boy I had no idea I know cha cha cha
1: Cool, no
3: be as as right? Sure, yeah. I, I, you know, I mean, I like the other versions better, but that's fine. It's, that's the original. It's, uh, it's great. Mike, can I show you a picture of Barry Manilow? Yeah. I wish you would.
2: All right. I'm gonna. Do if this. you don't, why am I here? Here's what I'm gonna show you. All right. Um. My album of the day the past 2 weeks have been uh, exclusively
3: these uh the essential collection. I liked I liked the Barry Manilow when you put it up because I am I'm, I'm actually a Barry Manilow yeah, fan. I am too. So, well, maybe we do that. A Manilow show? Yeah. A Manilow show? Um, I was just going to say that. <laughs> I'll call it Manilow show,
2: <laughs> right? Okay. So, that's the cover of this uh the essential Barry Manilow. What do you think of that picture?
3: I think it's a great picture of me. He looks like a human being. Okay, he looks beautiful. I, I think it's an okay picture. Yeah.
2: When I show you the picture on the back of this booklet, yes, I'm going to preface it by saying I think it's the best picture of Barry Manilow that I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Okay. And I believe that this cover does a disservice to the man that's on the back of this.
3: I'm yeah. going to hand it over, and I want you to let me flip, flip it over. It. Let me take and look, see huh? what you think of the picture on well, the. Well, again, back. I do like this picture because I think he, I think he's a, an attractive man. And I think that picture is a a good picture. When you see the back page is soap opera actor Barry Manlow. You're not gonna believe it. All right. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god yes all right doesn't he look amazing yes let me incredible. see it he look he just uh oh my god it's look at the hair is so on point just the he's just a little smirk he knows something you don't i love a black turtleneck it looks great the hair looks amazing he's got that wistful look in he's his kind eye. of looking off to
2: the side yeah. it's this is like a photo that they just this was like one that they just captured during yeah. the photo shoot this- and someone saw it and with their with their loop and they checked. That's the one. Yeah. The that's one the that one. has
3: personality, the one that jumps off of the page. Why is that on the back? Uh, I don't know. Cause th- I will tell you that that, that look, you know, that, that's the look of a man. Uh, you know, you know the song weekend in new England mm-hmm. and yeah. he's like, hey, when will our eyes meet? When will yeah. I touch you? Uh, he's remembering when that can weekend. this strong yearning end. He's remembering that weekend and when. Yeah, and look, but look, he's remembering that weekend with that person. Yeah, and he's re- he's he's going. That was the best time of my the life. best fucking time. Yeah, look at that photo. That's I agree with that. That is a gorgeous. That's photo a man who's ready to take a chance again. <laughs> I saw him where I saw him tw- in Milwaukee. I saw him or Green Bay. I was just walking around Green Bay. <laughs> he was out there, hands in his pockets, on the sideline. <laughs> is it a baseball games with the Packers? Uh, no, I, we, we went and saw him there and I just, again, David Sanborn opened and then he came out and he just, you know, he tore the, he's an party. entertainer. Yes. And, it, and again, he's another guy where he's got 15 songs that, you know, it literally he could play those 15 songs forever and you'd be happy. You'd be like, yep. Yep. Yeah. And he, but he still has others that he plays, but you're like, no, there's those 15 essentials where you're just like, God damn.
2: Now I'm going to tell this story. And again, I'm waiting for someone to make me this, the musical sting that says something like, Pat's going to tell that story again. Something <laughs> yeah. like that that I can put in there. Um, we saw him. Where was the place that we saw Lindsey Buckingham that time? The small place, UCLA campus. Oh, UCLA. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I saw Barry Manilow there. He was doing a benefit and, um, and Jason Alexander was hosting. And in the middle of the show, they stopped and Jason Alexander took questions from the crowd for Barry Manilow. And then Barry Manilow would answer them. So we're now there's not a bad seat in that place. No, but we're in the upper tier and there's a woman like four rows behind us. And she gets to ask a question and she just yells, Barry, I've seen you like 50 times in concert. And what I want to know is how do I get to sit down there? And she pointed like, There were like a couple of second row seats that were empty. And Barry Manilow just goes, I'll tell you how you do that. Come on down. And this woman went crazy. (laughs) And that's it. I mean, when Barry Manilow says that woman's coming down and she's going to sit here, that's what happens. And that was such a cool moment. I thought that was so, because I'm like, oh, she's a huge fan. She got to ask him a question and he answered her exactly how she wanted to be answered.
3: Perfect. So you saw in that building, you saw the pinnacle of the fan artist experience. Yeah. And you also experienced possibly the lowest point of the fan artist
2: experience. Up there, Mike on the wall is my (laughs) Barry Manilow trying to get the feeling again. Again, if you get an album signed by him, that's got to be the one with the pewter Barry Manilow figure at the piano. And uh, yeah, me and two uh, women probably in their late sixties and uh, uh, waiting for autographs. They're nervous. They don't think it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen because all the cars are still there. He hasn't left yet. And uh, he comes out. And I tell these ladies, I'm like, don't say anything when he comes out. I wanted to say, don't fuck this up for me. <laughs> Please don't fuck it up for me. Yeah. Agnes and Helen. <laughs> and he comes out and I yell. He's got two big bodyguards with him. And I yell, I go, hey, Barry, can we get a couple of signatures? I don't know if he said yes or wave to serve or whatever. We go over there and, I, and, and he goes... I can't be doing this all night.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Three of us. Three people. Can't be doing it all night. Yeah. All right. Well, all yeah. right. We'll just do it. So for, we're not going to keep you all night then. Then Do it for 40 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Six of one. But it was, uh, but what
2: I'm saying is oh, to you, it. that's, yes, you yeah, saw that's the pinnacle. The, yeah, I saw the best and the worst.
3: Uh, yeah, the worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, you're but
2: I got my autograph, so I'm fine with it. Yeah. And yeah, I'm I'm I talk- got mine first. I, there was none of that like, <laughs> I'm oh, Lindsay. ladies, you
3: go first. I'm talking Lindsay. Oh, Lindsay Buckingham. That's what I'm saying. He, yeah. Oh, yeah. He walked <laughs> by uh, people in wheelchairs. Yes. That's what no, I'm that, saying. You no, saw no, look, the ultimate fan artist experience, and then you saw
9: I, quite I possibly. I don't think
2: people believe me, when I, believe me when I say that on this show. He walked
3: by people in wheelchairs. I was with you. He didn't sign their autographs. Yes. He, well, he, in fairness, if I can say such a goddamn I, thing, I know. it looked like his, his wife was running everything. Like he wasn't going to do anything he wasn't told to do, uh, almost like he was fried right. and didn't, couldn't act on his own. I know that sounds strange, <laughs> and, but and for lack of a better term, whipped. Well, it certainly whipped, but also it looked like, uh, hey, hey Lindsay, we're, we're going here now. We're going here now, Lindsay. Huh? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. He almost looked doddering. Remember? We were just like, what uh, happened? And then she said something like,
2: come on, Lindsay, we, gotta go. we, we gotta got to go. We got to go. We got the kids with us. We got to go. Yeah. Well, you know what? Then maybe you live right here. Yeah. Maybe you take the kids home and he'll
3: be on in a little bit when he signs but autographs. But he didn't look like he could function without no. her, though. That was the thing. It wasn't so even that strange. she was just this... The boss of him, she yeah. looked like, he looked like I, mother, where do I go? First celebrity I ever saw in California was Lindsey Buckingham, like at
2: a regular place. Really? Uh was it a Target in Culver City. And um, I don't know what we were looking for, but there's just a guy in this and his wife, the wife that we saw that night, yeah. and he's got sunglasses on in Target, dick. But, um, <laughs> but I kept looking at him like, who is that? I know who this is. Who is this? <laughs> and then I couldn't I couldn't figure it out until I walked away. And about five minutes later, I'm like, that was Lindsey Buckingham. Wow. Buying Target pillows.
3: Yeah. Mm. Celebrities. Celebrities. They're, they're just, just like, like us.
2: us. They buy coffee in their gold chalice. <laughs> they fill their cars up. They're
3: Beamers. They turn their nose up at the crippled and disabled. <laughs> uh,
2: I think I told that story to David Wilde and he... Didn't would not believe that that I happened. was there. Don't they would to call me. All right, here we go. Mike, you and I just watched this Brian De Palma musical uh, a few months back during COVID socially distanced on the patio. Oh yes. This is the intro and the song all in one. Here we go. Here hey we- there, rock solid listeners. Aaron here again. And I've decided to take part in this heaven and hell themed episode of Rock Solid.
7: It's been a while since I've done one of these, so I'm happy to have the time to do this. The song I picked here comes from a cult classic movie, 1974's Phantom of the Paradise. Directed by Brian De Palma,
2: the movie is about composer Winslow Leach, played by William Finley, who sells his soul to a
7: music mogul known as Swan, played by Paul Williams. While the movie was a flop at the box office, it would find a new life as a midnight movie, giving the movie it's called Classic
2: Status. The soundtrack for the movie was written and composed by Paul Williams, and he lends his
7: voice on the song that I picked here. If you haven't seen this movie yet, I recommend that you check it out. If you like cult classic movies, midnight movies, you gotta check this movie out. It's a lot of fun. So, from Paul Williams, from Phantom of the Paradise, this is The Hell of It.
8: Love
6: yourself as you love no one. Be no man's fool and be no man's brother. We're all born to die alone. You know that's the hell of it. Life's a game where they're bound to beat you And time's a trip, they can turn to cheat you And we only wasted anywhere, and that's the hell of it Good for nothing, bad in bed Nobody likes you, you better off dead
0: Goodbye, goodbye We've all come to say goodbye Goodbye, 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 goodbye.
6: Born defeated, died in vain. super destructive, you were hooked on pain. Though your music lingers on, well, all of us are glad you're gone.
2: Now, Mike, I forget what our opinion of this movie was. I know that, um, I know we like the music. I know that I had purchased the movie and I didn't keep it because I didn't think I would ever watch it again. So I sold it on eBay, but I figured, did we like the movie?
3: Well, it's funny because I want to watch it again. Like I, I it's funny you I say that you got it. rid of it. Yeah, I know. I got rid of it. Uh, but I've been, it just has been in my consciousness since we saw it and it, it lives in there now kind of orbiting around. And I'm like, I should see that again. I should watch that. Because I did I, like the music. We dug it. We liked the music a lot and we liked Paul Williams performance, yeah. certainly, um, you know, the main guy become, but then. It's just great. It's it's a great cult. So it, it, it literally was made for midnight. I, I know they wanted to yep. release it or whatever. But when you watch it, you are like, "Oh yeah, this is a midnight movie." Absolutely. Yep. Uh, and and Swan the character and and you know the the voice the the you know the voice the phantom or whatever. Or the phantom yeah, yeah or whatever. the phantom's voice, just amazing. I, I just all oh, great. I mean, I, we dug it. Yeah, um, I, we enjoyed it. I don't but know why we I didn't what, keep you, it. Well, I, well, because we both you were like, "I'm not gonna watch this again," but yeah. we did like it. I did. And like I it. I love the soundtrack. All right. So be it. Did you see the Paul Williams documentary? We
1: talk
3: uh, about this. Um,
2: is no, I'm getting it confused with the Ginger Baker documentary. Okay, there's, a I, there's think, a. I don't know if I did see the Paul. Williams
3: I watched it last summer. It's uh, you know, there's Paul Williams is fantastic in it. He's he's it's now it's they follow him and then they go through his career with a ton of old clips and it's really great to cool. hear his perspective on it. And also, you know, he's clean for many years now and he actually works with and sag, sober and sober okay. and he works with sag he's like kind of the head of the clean people's whatever the fuck he does <laughs> uh but he the head and, of the clean people but the bottom line is the documentary is annoying because the guy who does the documentary you want to murder him from the second he opens his mouth because he keeps making the movie about himself and his relationship to paul williams via his childhood and you just want to hear about Paul Williams and his story. And this guy keeps, he's just neurotic and terrible. Even Paul Williams folks look at him at one point and just goes, man, you got to calm down. Like it's just, it's <laughs> the guy and he thinks it's endearing or charming, but yeah. it's, it's very put upon because you're trying to, I don't give a fuck about you, buddy. Right. I, don't, I don't care that you convinced Paul Williams to do this and what he meant to you. You can bookend it with that, but throughout the whole movie, he's just such too a pill. much. Yeah, it's bad, but it's worth seeing just because, again, all the older clips of Paul Williams. But also, Paul Williams fell off a cliff. Like he was a coke dude, and there's clips of him on TV in the seventies. Was where, he skinny? Uh, he's got a he's mustache. Always... He's always been round. Yes, he has. Um, but also, I didn't know he was a child star, and then he's you know he never grew up. He has he has a thing. Uh, never never got bigger. You know, never got mean? bigger. A, yeah. yeah. But he, uh, his body never got big, but he's on Coke. And I think it's, he's like Merv Griffin or something like all those old clips. And he's hosting some show and he's hitting on some girl like blatantly grossly. Oh no. And, uh, cause he's high and he even says it. He's like, I was so coked up at these things. I don't remember half of them. And again, this mustache, he's smoking like, you know, in the old days when you could smoke on a (laughs) show, disgusting. they're amazing to see the clips there. It's so cool to relive that period that we would see, but he's. He's at some point too, where he's like, he talk he mentions his marriage is over and these everybody the, on the panel's like, oh, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> he was so oversharing and stuff because he was lost in drugs. Wow. But it's and he acknowledges because it, it's painful to watch these now, but I mean, but now he's so much better. It's like Ace Frehley on Tom Snyder. Oh, dude. Just laughing <laughs> and, and Gene wanted to murder him so much. <laughs> Gene hated it. That's uh, that's my that might be my favorite TV appearance by them, just because Gene didn't get to be Gene and, and steamroll everybody. Yep and he has to sit there and take it while Ace and because Tom Snyder loves Ace he knows what's up and he's totally rolling with it (laughs) yeah yeah and man
2: Gene hated it yeah Tom Snyder hates Gene
3: (laughs) All right, by the transitive property of Tom Snyder enjoying Ace and Gene hating Ace Tom Snyder hates hates Gene Simmons
8: what
6: makes a life a good one is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way. Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.
2: All right, this next guy's a guy I went to college with.
5: What the? Yeah, here we go. He listens. Hey, Pat and rock-solid planet. Pat from Pittsburgh here. Heaven or hell, man, so many choices, especially for a rust-belt Catholic boy like me. I saw this question on Twitter. If you could go back in time and tell your 12-year-old self one thing, what would it be? Well, I was 12 in 1977 when Billy Joel's The Stranger was released, and I'd tell my young self it's probably not a good idea to sing the lyrics to Only the Good Die Young out loud while your Irish Catholic mother is within earshot. I mean, the woman was a saint, and there's no need to give her a heart attack. She doesn't need to hear you Catholic girls start much too late coming out of her baby boy's mouth on the same day he's going to serve as an altar boy at two funerals. She eventually got over it and even bought me a ticket to see Billy when he came through Pittsburgh. But I did get sprinkled with holy water that day. There's another story about me walking into my room a few years later to find my dad listening to my Catholic Boy album by the Jim Carroll Band, (laughs) but I'll save that for my friend's exorcism podcast, because it gets deep. So, Pat, cue it up around the 140-ish mark for the heaven stuff, and rock on.
3: Oh, I don't think I cued it up. You didn't. But I love the intro, so please let the intro play. You told me to cue it up to what, 140? 140, but let the intro play after the drums jump. Liberty DeVito, friend of the show, former guest.
2: I'm trying to find it. There we go.
0: You
1: got a brand new soul. And a cross
0: better but i said it ain't. i'd rather laugh with the sinners and cry with the saints the sinners are much more fun you know that only the good die young
1: oh
2: baby now Mike, this is uh first of all let me tell you this was a thing when i was uh 13 this song was not being played on WFBG uh, the rock of altuna um because people were calling up big catholic area and complaining about the song and even my mom was like what do you think of this uh this anti-catholic song i'm like it's not an anti-catholic song mom (laughs) it's just a fun rock and roll song and it's it's uh it's ridiculous yeah but um but yeah it was a thing now this is not a popular opinion i'm gonna say this i've said (laughs) it before on the show i've come to the conclusion We have Elton. I love Elton John. I love Tom Petty. Uh I love Bruce Springsteen. I don't know why I'm lumping these four artists together. And I have to say the music of Billy Joel means more to me than those other three artists. Uh, it was always played when I was uh, in high school and then through college. And I just, I, I love Billy Joel music so much. Like I never get sick of his albums and his songs. And, um, and I just want to put that out there. How That's do you, great. How yeah. do you feel about Billy Joel?
3: Well, I, uh, <laughs> you're, you're going to make fun of me. I just, I just teared up, uh, hearing that song because you asshole, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I moved to California for the first time in 1986. Mm-hmm. I was 19 and I moved in with my brother, Lenny and his roommate, Mary, who we had gone to high school with Mary Baling. And the first Thanksgiving I ever spent out of Illinois, not with my aunts or whatever the fuck, not with family. Uh, the first kind of Thanksgiving dinner, I was, we prepared that I was involved in cooking and making right, and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it was me, Mary and Lenny and Scott Pauley, another guy we went to school with who now lived in San Diego. So it felt like a small portion of Brook had relocated to California. That's cool. But we were still in an amazing new place and it was a new life and we were cooking and we were in the kitchen and making salad and it was just, it was very, you know, the scene in the big chill when yeah. they're cooking and, yeah. they're, and they're singing, uh, that was the song that was playing was only the good die young. And we had, uh, f- for the, t- at the time it was a very new thing. It was a cassette player that you could push the button and rewind to the beginning of the song. So great. You didn't have to just jump and try to search catch it. It had a yes. search. And we just kept hitting rewind and we were singing that song while we were making our Thanksgiving yeah. dinner. And it was my first time. I felt free. I felt uh, grown up and adult and free. And, uh, and that song will always be special to me because it was in that moment, that whole afternoon we we played it. We had to play it at 50 times. We I just kept it. playing it and singing it and cooking the whole time. And, uh, and, and, and so that just really hit me in a place. I didn't think it would because it's such a great song, and, and I, and I love, you know, some of the MTV stuff I, I don't, you know, I don't need, um, mm-hmm. but, but down Easter Alexa and, and you know me, how I feel about, um, you go matter, to, matter, do you go to extremes. I go to extremes is a song. I, the, I, I literally would use that. If somebody wanted to know about my life, I'd go listen to this song. I know it sounds strange and matter of trust. Yeah. There are some songs that are just amazing. Incredible. And yep. I, yeah, his catalog is, is you put it up against <laughs> anybody. Ah. You like Allentown? <laughs> I do. I don't mind Allentown. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind pressure. Like yeah. those, those I don't mind, but the ones that mean something are the ones yeah. from The Stranger and the early stuff. And then a little of the later stuff that I enjoyed too. Uh, and Glass Houses is, again, it's uh, my dude, favorite. I'm it's all just, over it, top to bottom. And and he got a bad rap because he's a jagoff. You know what sure. I mean? He's just a bad dude. Uh, But, but you know what, as we've talked about before, you give genius a lot of rope and, and He's a genius. He just is. And
2: sometimes when you do that, they'll hang themselves and sometimes yeah. they'll, they won't. No,
3: it's, it's so, yeah. So the hearing that song made me feel the way I haven't felt in a very long time because it brought me right back to that moment of feeling as if I had grown up and that was pretty cool. You <laughs> can you're, gonna make, me, you're gonna make me sad again. Well, now that I know
2: you're like the winter soldier now, I know what will trigger your tears. There
3: was a girl who did my brother, Scott, he dated this girl, Alyssa. And, uh, Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road was a song her mother used to sing to her when she would go to sleep. So then it would make her cry. So then she, we were working at a pizza place, and she got a job with us. And me and Scott would play it all the time just to be <laughs> oh, And she really, she was like so mad at us. And, and we kept doing it. We were just oblivious to how much it was hurting her. Cause she would yeah. cry when she heard the song and we would play it like three times a day. Jag-offs. Yeah. Totally. It was just terrible, terrible. And he's dating her. He's, you know, that's his girl. I mean, I'm just a prick, but I mean, it's like you, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> You're supposed to be the guy defending her from cocks like me. What are you doing, oh. man? But he thought it was just as funny as I did. We were just dicks.
2: Now, when you were saying about uh, you guys making this meal, I kept thinking it was like uh, it was going to be like uh, Charlie Brown. You were making popcorn, some guy's <laughs> making toast.
3: Got, got some toast for <laughs> making a stack of toast.
2: Poor Franklin, he has to sit <laughs> off on the side. I'm going to bet you're going to like this next song. All right. I bet you're a fan of this song. Okay. Let's, let's hear it.
7: Hi, Pat. Hi, Rock Solid listeners. A Heaven and Hell-themed show, eh? Not a religious person myself. I wasn't sure I'd have a contribution this time, but instead I'm going to go with Temple of the Dogs Say Hello to Heaven. Written for his friend and former roommate Andrew Wood, the former lead singer of Mother Love Bone, who had died of a heroin overdose, there's a sense Chris Cornell draws some solace in the idea that Wood is now at peace in heaven. Religious or not, I can get behind that idea, especially as I now mourn Chris Cornell, who had suffered from depression. I hope he, too, is now at peace. Say hello to heaven, Chris Cornell. Pat, thanks a lot, and you can start the song at 1 minute and 15 seconds. Thanks. Bye.
2: Feels that he's kind of like the last man standing out of all these guys: Lane Staley, Kurt Cobain,
3: Chris Cornell. I mean, it's it's rough. I mean, it has to be, but 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 it's not his fault. No, but the band is still like I I saw them in Seattle in 2018, and and Kim from Soundgarden, those guys all joined them on stage. Like they still you know, there's still a tight community. It's right. just, they lost, I mean, and
2: all the singers are Scott Weiland, all yeah. the singers
3: are gone, but what a terrible loss in Chris Cornell. Jesus. And you hear he, him and you're like, Oh my God, and He had
2: wife and kids. Yeah. and I It's just, an
3: awful thing. It's an awful thing. Yeah. And he's just, I, and Andrew, uh, you know, there's a, there's a song called Chloe dancer and crown of thorns like they go together and, and Pearl Jam will do that occasionally. They did it yeah. when I was in Seattle in 2018 and I was so happy because it's amazing. Um, but the song is on the single soundtrack the that song from Mother Love Bone and it's just boy it's it's a sweet song you know two two together or whatever but boy is it great and and yeah i don't know how Eddie Vedder feels about it it has to be really rough you know what i mean just cuz again did you ever see him on stage at, it was i think it's 2 days after Chris Cornell died mm-hmm. and i forget it's black he does black acoustic by himself and dedicates it to Chris and he's crying. He's just, he's insane.
2: And they didn't just all die. They like kind of took their own, they all took their own lives in some way or another. It would be like if everyone on the original cast of Saturday Night Live committed suicide, except for uh, Jane Curtin or whatever. Yeah. 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 It'd be weird. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Here we go.
3: Good song. Who was that person? He didn't give John Mudford. John Mudford. Okay. Hi, John. He's, uh, I, I don't care for John in the beginning going, hey, Pat and Rock Solid listeners. He, I'm right here, John. <laughs> he lives up in Yellowknife in uh, Canada. Oh, that's a it,
2: cool name. It's so far up there. But I love that name. He might be the furthest from me of anyone.
3: Maybe uh, not. No, get you get Australia guys on this show. Yellowknife is up there, Mike. <laughs> uh, I'm not good with geography. Is that by Moostraw? <clears throat> is that by Flin Flon? These are actual Canadian Hi, places. Pat.
9: This is Ian Beresford from over in the UK. Uh, my selection for this week's pod is a song called Hell is Beautiful by Heavy Petten. Heavy Petten were a band from Scotland who had some albums out in the mid-80s. Uh, the first one was produced by Brian May and Mac. I don't think they had any real success in America, um, but they had quite a profile in the UK at the time. The band is still going. I actually saw them a couple of years ago supporting Angel in Edinburgh and Newcastle, and they're still did a good job uh only with a couple of original members but um i hope you enjoy the song uh and just thanks again for doing this podcast bye for now from england
2: now that guy's voice reminds me a little bit of a young Vince Neil. Like this is the kind of power you want, uh, in a voice. Like if, if Vince Neil could sing like this right now, yeah. then Motley
3: Crue would be viable to go out on tour. Yeah. I thought he had a, I was going to say, how often did Brett Michaels listen to that guy sing? Cause you hear it and, yeah, he true. the way he bended it, bend it, bent the words. I love that. It. They,
2: uh, Heavy Patton was supporting angel. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I was Well, listening to that song, I was like, hello, sophomore year. Uh, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, hello, 1981. What's happening, man? I like it. I, we get a little Tegan and Sarah, and then we get a little heavy petting. I enjoyed it. All right. But yeah, but that sounded like any of the songs that I would listen to. Like when you put on fucking, uh, who is that band? Jeez, accept. Yes. You hear Accept? Yeah. You're fucking, you know. Like, Falls to the wall. Like, yeah, exactly. And fucking, uh, they have a song. You want to talk about a song that explodes out of your speakers? Mm-hmm. It is, it starts out with this like, uh. Uh, dee, it's like a German folk song And it goes And it just it, it fucking I jumped out of my headphones Listening to it at 5am one day It was fucking insane With Udo Dirk Schneider <laughs> He was the lead singer of Accept.
2: I know that guy Yep. I know that guy Let me uh, What do I want to play for you Is this it This is one of those type of bands I saw this band twice once supporting cheap trick. All right. And once headlining. No, and then once supporting but New j- I'm gonna jump it ahead. That's just noise. Now is it noise? Now it's a riff.
3: Now it's fucking awesome. Yeah. That's just right out of the ACDC playbook. This it is. is. I'm going to jump it ahead more. That's ACDC. Oh, my God.
2: This is Crocus.
3: Long stick goes boom. I saw them at Alpine Valley do like an 18 minute version of this song. I saw him twice. Did you throw your you panties up on stage?
1: <laughs>
3: Such great song. Such I saw a great them. Uh, I saw them with Def Leppard, Crocus, Gary Moore, and uh, and Def Leppard. How great! Gary Moore was fucking fantastic. Gary Moore's you want to do a Gary Moore show, dude. Thin Lizzy, I Gary Moore. No. Well, I've done thin Lizzie before. Yeah, Gary. I need to get into Gary Moore a little bit more. I'll solo. send you some stuff, dude. All right. Oh, I'll send it to you.
2: Now here's okay. a band. I don't know if you've ever heard of this band, but this guy's going to introduce this band. I can't wait. And then you're going to say if you've know this band or not. All right, here we go.
3: Hey everyone. Kevin Hartbarger checking in once again from Chicagoland.
2: Nice audio. If you're like me, you've probably wondered Why aren't there more songs
3: about spontaneous human combustion? Well, you're in luck because I have
9: one for you today. One of my favorite records of the 80s and a true lost classic is Walking in the Shadow of the Big Man by Guadalcanal
3: Diary.
10: I'm
3: not sure why these guys never took off. They were REM adjacent.
9: They were both from Georgia. They share the same producer. These guys had a little more of a rock edge, though, and this whole album is a gem. The second track is called
2: Fire From Heaven, and that fits our theme for the day. Enjoy. And Pat, as always, thanks for having me.
3: Ah, the shimmering falling rain guitar.
2: (laughs) Is that straight out of the alarm playbook?
3: Yeah the call like those those bands
2: um, Simple Minds
3: have Homework, I'm gonna make you do something. What can you look up? Oh, you don't have uh, you probably won't have this song. Tell me, it's uh, it's, it's a song called Eyes of a Stranger by the Paolas. Do you know I that might song? have that. Uh, that's on it, that very much had that vibe in that song right there. It's, I, ha- in, I have so much music. It's, is music. it in Valley Girl? I think it's in Valley Girl. Uh, you've got the eyes right there in the iTunes catalog, yeah. I mean in my, yes. my catalogue. Are you am hearing I am I am I insane or do you hear this in the Guadalcanal Canal I can hear there? it.
2: Payola is with a dollar sign. Yes. Nineteen eighty two Valley Girl soundtrack. Yep. Valley Girl colon music from the soundtrack.
3: But I'm not crazy, right? You can hear it No, sitting. I can hear it. And the vocal of the vocal go. Yeah. So that's that's where it brought me. Good call. Good call, Michael. Good song. Was that a, was it a Kevin Hartberger? Was it th- Kevin Hartberger. Barger. I didn't want to say Hartburger. Heartburger. What's up, Heartburger? Nice Hello. Job, buddy. Hello, Heartburger. Good pick. Good choice on the Guadalcanal Diary. Right. I hope I didn't queer the deal, but bring it in the payolas. I'm changing the uh, I'm changing the playlist a little bit. Let's change it up. Bumping this one up into the mix. Let's bump something up. Here we go. Changing and bumping.
5: Hi, Pat. George Worley from Pennsylvania here. For my Heaven or Hell song, I was inspired by the recently aired Kiss story documentary, which I keep wanting to call Kiss Story. But whatever the title, I chose the song Heaven's on Fire from their 1984 album Animalized. This gem was written by Paul Stanley, who I hope makes a guest appearance, if you'll indulge me, Pat, with Desmond Child also getting a writing credit. The song.
2: Let me tell you something, George. Devman Child got a writing credit on that,
3: but he didn't do anything.
2: What? I came in. I had the melody. Uh huh. I had the one. Well,
3: that's, that's the big hook.
2: Yes, I had everything. I had the. Uh,
3: so why do you uh, give? Why do you give Desmond uh, the the credit uh, then? Uh, I.
2: Yeah, that part. I remember that part. I said, "Hey, Gene, do this." So uh, uh,
3: well, that's Gene doing uh, that part. Uh, yeah, that's Gene. Okay, I didn't realize that. So, so anyway,
2: Devman Child always tried to take credit for this song.
3: Well, it sounds like you got a co-writing credit. So I, I guess know, he deserves some that's credit. That's
2: because he threatened litigation.
3: What? He's going to sue you guys? He's going to sue. Well, this is weird because I know Gene's never seen the inside of a courtroom. He's not the kind of guy who would ever go to a lawsuit. Gene is like not that. litigious. No, certainly not. But but Desmond Child is, you're saying. <laughs> Desmond Child is very litigious. Well, I thought you guys worked closely. I thought you had
2: a good we relationship. To, we with... did. We did. But then sometimes he would want more, you know, credit where credit wasn't due.
3: Oh, that that's a... Wow! Well, that doesn't sound like Desmond Child at all.
2: Well, that's true. All right. All right, Jaws. Continue with your cool intro. This has to be the best song of the whole day. A lot of people come up to me. They say, Paul. And I say, what? What? And they say, Paul, what's the best song on Animal Eyes? And I say, it's the one that Desmond Child didn't write anybody.
5: <laughs> song only reached number 49 on the Billboard Top 100. But from Paul's opening wail to the catchy drums, it's a Kiss classic, even though they were makeup-free at this time. I also like how perhaps only Kiss would have the word heaven in the title, but combine it with something more associated with hell, as in fire. Very clever. Anyway, <laughs> please start from the beginning if you would, Pat, and thanks for these listener episodes.
2: <laughs> nice nice audio, George.
3: That was very nice. Recorded. Go back. You stepped on the fucking what whale. You, you, can't, you can't talk over Paul's wail. <laughs>
2: The best thing on Animal Eyes. That's a great one, man. That's a great one. Two guys who play on that are no longer with us. Rock and Peace, Mark Saint John. Rock and Peace, Eric Carr. We've lost them. We lost them. We lost them. Hey, let me tell you something right now, Mike Schmidt. Yes, sir. Here's what's going to happen right now. I might leave this in for the for the listeners. I don't okay. Really care. Well,
3: it's a Patreon bonus. Give them all the bonuses they can afford. That's true. It's 5:42. It is.
2: PM on mm-hmm. a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. I have to pick read up over at the mall at six o'clock. Okay. Do you want to drive over there with me, and then drive back here and finish this episode, or this is your out? <laughs> you can say adios, Patreon people.
3: Well, here's my and only concern. I will concern. finish it on my own. Here's my concern. What? Well, how much is left? I mean, I think we've all, we've got about seventeen songs left, right? Am I correct? Let me let me find out. We've, we've got a good hour and a half. We left. have 12 songs left. Okay. And I got to figure that that's going to be at least an hour. If, if we're chatty, more. it will be. Well, why wouldn't we be chatty? Because I will tell you this. The thing I don't like is when we put some arbitrary bullshit on ourselves, we, go, we got to get out of here. No, we don't. We don't have to do, we don't have to get out of here at all. All we right. do fucking four hours. All but right. But I have a standing appointment on Sundays at eight o'clock PM. What are you doing? <laughs> Well, I play poker with my friends usually at eight o'clock. Oh, p.m. how come I'm not invited to that game? Uh, well, I think actually, if you go ahead and check your emails, <laughs> uh, but it's, if, it, if it's quarter to six now, yeah, and then we're going to go get her and be back here by like six, six fifteen, and then we're going to broadcast for another hour, hour and a half. What if and we, then I'm going to have to fly home because I have not registered for said game just yet. All right, which is fine. So I mean, I might miss the game, which is whatever. We don't
2: want you to miss the game. You and I will have spent the entire Sunday together in one way or another. We, we will have done
3: such a thing, and and I don't regret that at all. Uh, you tell regret me. Regret it? It's it's. I mean, look, because honestly, with with twelve songs left, we're gonna be here because we've only done nine. And how, where are we at? A buck? We're at one hour and eight minutes. All right. So you got to figure twelve songs. We do another hour and a half, uh, which is great. And well, I see love if it. you miss the game, it'll be my fault.
2: And then you'll go. Pat kept me at his house. No, all day. I'll, I would. Why would I? Boo! Oh, yeah. Snitch?
3: Oh, no snitch, snitch. I tell people that I was out. I was over there making popcorn and oh, toast. Very busy making Thanksgiving dinner and crying. <laughs> uh, I, would, I would, love to finish the episode, but perhaps it does not make sense to do so.
2: Let's do another song. while you think about
3: it? All right. Here we go. Let's
2: hear what uh, this guy has to say. Let's hear him. No girls
5: today. Hey Pat, this is Dwayne Hoffman from Columbus, Ohio. For this episode, I'm going with the first track from the 1996 album *Book of Shadows*, a great mostly acoustic album by metal guitarist Zach Wild. The track is called "Between Heaven and Hell." Please cue this from the 25 second mark.
2: Okay. Thanks, Pat.
5: Johnny was a
1: schoolboy. <laughs> Nothing but right? a Little Bad
2: Company, yeah, yeah. It's
1: like singing a song Cannot be sung Love me do, I think it was That didn't it's take like him long I just can't
2: I would have never guessed who This is Zach Wilder. Yeah. No, oh, not at all
3: Somewhere between heaven and hell. It's nice. I did like it. Yeah. That's a little of what that Aaron Lewis guy did after Stained, where he moved into that more uh, acoustic and harmonica and uh, and just regular guy singing type of stuff. Yeah. Put on good. some blue jeans. You know, that old, that old deal. Throw a do-rag on. Let's try another one. All righty. Rita can walk home. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll stay and finish I want Because I want to stay and finish But I also don't rush we, this is a, Again People this is a bonus and People send in audio We're going to do this We're going to go read we're going to come back and finish Alright And
2: I and I, I, I Maybe I'll push the game back 15 minutes Yeah you're the king You're the power in the game Can I go in and just change I'm going to do that right now See if you can Well then okay. everybody's going to re-register then Yeah
3: <laughs> but, I'll say, but I'll put it on yeah. me Do you want me to say 8.30 or 8.15 8.30 is better okay. so Maybe I can stop that. and get some food on the way home Well no Because you, you'll be late well, I want some older I was cooking downstairs. Don't miss, uh, don't miss the game, Mike. I okay. don't want to miss the game. I'm going to see if I can just, can I go in the game? No, this might be a bridge too far for your bonus listeners. They don't want to hear you change the poker it's game. <laughs> sure it <is>. uh, <laughs> I'm create a new tournament.
2: Oh, I'm the only person
3: registered so far. Johnny was a school boy. Did you hear what I just said? I'm I the did. only person registered. Well, I know two of the regulars are definitely out. I don't know if you saw the texts. No. Two of the regulars are definitely out. Um, So. All right. Well. Because one of them is eating pineapple. And the other one just got home from eating pineapple. So I. I, Okay. Well, I'm just.
2: I'm. i We play. uh, We play on an app called Poker Stars. Yes. For people who. uh doesn't mean you can come in and like be in our game. Yeah.
3: Get off our dick. (laughs) Trying to come in here and throw your money around. Oh, I'll I'll push those guys around and steal the pot. No, you won't. Don't splash the pot. Well, if, yeah. If you are the only one registered, then by all means, be that guy. And you should text everybody and go, "What's going on? <laughs> why? Why didn't I will. register?" <laughs> this is this is all staying in because um, it's not because it, you're not doing a game tonight. Then then you know we'll just we'll finish right. this out and whatever. Um, but so far, I pushed the game to eight thirty because no one registered. Boy, I like this format. This, you know, I have a. I, I don't want to steal your thunder. I have a Patreon myself, and perhaps I should be doing more for my Patreon people. I, I see you doing such amazing things, <laughs> and then I'm like ignoring everybody. What a jag-off. Yeah, do some stuff. I know I'm a stroke. I don't know what's wrong with me. I, I couldn't tell you. Who knows? Who knows? Everybody? I like
2: doing the Patreon stuff. I, really I love do. it
3: more than. Well, I also like talking to somebody. That's the thing is, my show is me alone. So, uh, uh, which I love doing. You should get a puppet. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, I'm sure the puppet would carry its weight.
2: All right. Uh, I don't want to play the next one because I think it's going to it's gonna involve too much after talking. Then we'll come back. So we'll be right back. For go them, on. it'll be right back. For you and I, 25 minutes. Easy. Okay, bye. All right. That was a quick drive. We picked
3: Rita up from work and we're back. We heard about her work day, heard about her commission. You kissed her on the forehead and now we're here talking. That's it. Here we go. She said, uh, what's for dinner? And I said,
2: we're podcasting. <laughs> You're good dad. <laughs> I said, uh I said, get something, and then after we're done podcasting, I'll get you something. Yeah, we'll get something. Get a snack. Have a
6: cookie. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax-certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car
4: buying should be.
2: All right, here we go. Next up, let's listen to some of this.
4: Hey, Pat, Craig Tromley from Ontario, Canada. Uh, I almost wasn't going to take part in this uh, listener episode, and then this song came up on my shuffle this morning, and I thought, hey, that's one of Pat's favorite artists, so I got to do it. Uh, the artist is... Mr. Loaf, first name Meat, and the song is Gods. And uh, you're welcome because this one's really great. All right. (laughs) Oh, no.
1: It's a seagull stinker. Why can't the gods up in heaven
0: assemble and on the battleships,
1: bombers? and minds to lift up the good and make bad people tremble things would then be better for the
0: gods gods and mankind
2: that's Jim swan, Steinman's swan song 19 not 19 2016 braver than we are That's the album. All right. Well, all right. It's one of the worst. I'm very
3: confused. (laughs) What? Is Greg in on the fact that that's a stinker or are you calling it a stinker and Greg likes it?
2: I think Greg knows that I hate that album and I talk about it all the time.
3: Because he did say, uh, you're welcome, Pat. And it's one of your favorites. I I think because he knew I would be talking about it. He's having uh, a little fun. Negatively. I
2: see. It's it's the worst meatloaf album by far. That was awful. He can't sing at all. What are they doing? I, I, I don't. Uh, that man. was five years ago now. Yeah, that guy's done. I mean, he's
3: he's done. Sure, well, and it happens. That's the thing. Is what? They, look, I mean, it's not easy to sing the songs he sings. Well, there's nothing wrong with acknowledging that, but also at the same time, there's nothing wrong with acknowledging the fact that it's over. Like you. I mean, it's rough. It's got to be rough as fuck. That's why Paul Stanley's still out there trying to pull that, tote that barge and pull that bale. I I mean, it's it's a very difficult and hard thing to do. When the trap door gets pulled and your voice fucking just lies there suspended from a rope, lifeless, there's nothing you can do about it. Nothing you
2: can do about it. But I mean, on Paul's Soul Station album, he's still able to pull it off in the studio like meat couldn't even pull it off in the studio. Like the guy that produced this album, how did they listen to this every day and be like,
3: yeah, it's a gig. We're uh, good"? Uh, yeah, Because sometimes you can't say it. no to guys. I know. I hear you. It's, it's a shame, but uh, I mean, but how does meatloaf listen to this and not get say that's, that's, that's the hard, part. not good. That's the hard part to me. Like the, the all the people around him, there's nothing invested in the engineer going, hey, you blow. You know what I mean? You can't yeah. do anything like that. But Meatloaf should know his limitations and should know e. But also, man, we've talked about this before. Somewhere out there, there are people who enjoy that. They like that because they oh, love Meatloaf and Christ. they're willing to go and and whatever he does, puts out, they'll be on board. Well, I don't know what the term is for fans that just accept anything. Look, I've, I've made excuses for David Lee Roth. I mean, I, live, I was like, you know what? He did this and that and that. And if I'm realistic about it, I have to go, he's terrible. I mean, he's just, it's just bad. It's rough. But I also, when he's in his range and in his register and he's not trying to push it or go crazy. he's not trying to go, oh boy, it's so bad. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's great. When he, when he actually is in his own stays with his own limitations, it's fine. But then when you watch him push it, yeah, yeah. What you are just like, like, it's like when we heard that poison thing and I just went, oh my God, that's off key. I, I you, you just recognize when someone's really yep. ruining it. And and that was just... And also, what was that fucking Barber of Seville arrangement? I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. That sounded like so a Bugs Terrible. Bunny cartoon. I know. So bad. Were they going to kill the Wabbit? <laughs> they might have been. I wish they would have.
2: Yeah, God, that was grim. This guy's song, this next guy, the song he picked is going to sound so good
3: in the headphones. I just know it's good. All right. Well, I'm excited. Here we go. Well, Greg, thank you for your choice. Craig. Craig.
4: Hey Rock Solid Nation, Jeff Scoble from Detroit again, chiming in for this listener-supported Heaven or Hell episode. I've got a lot of songs I could have picked for this, but honestly the first one that came to mind was Phil Collins' Something Happened on the Way to Heaven. I love Phil, and this song from 1989's But Seriously album is one of my all-time favorites. The horn section is amazing here, and the song is so energetic and joyful, I never get tired of it. Enjoy the song, hope everybody's staying safe, and keep on rocking.
2: I don't know if I was supposed to cue this up or not. Sounds good in the headphones, dude.
3: Go ahead, talk over it. I just—I know this album back and forth, but I couldn't tell you one of the songs' names. I just—it's one of those. Yeah. Something Something happened on the way to heaven.
1: Yeah.
3: I mean, I haven't thought of this song in forever, and it's a goddamn jam.
2: All right. I wanted to get that sweet intro. So I, uh, I like it. We're not going to get to the chorus, but Jeff, great
3: song. Yeah, great choice. I, I, again, that's an album for some reason. I just, I just know it. You know what I mean? It was yeah. one of those things you'd hear it all the time. You listen. just know. Yeah. But I don't know the names of the songs. That's insane. The second that started, I knew instantly what it was. That's so bizarre. Doesn't Isn't that, that odd? It? Buried in your subconscious, mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. from, cause that's 89.
2: That's, I, look, you got, you got the year right. Yeah. Perfect.
3: All right, let's move
2: on. This guy usually brings the rock. All right. Who's this gentleman? Oh, he's going to tell us. He'll tell us, (laughs) hopefully. Let's see if he tells us.
9: Hello, Rock Solid Nation. This is Jerry Riggs coming to you from Columbus, Ohio. For this Patreon-related episode, Heaven and Hell Songs, I chose a song, Go to Hell by Alice Cooper, from his second solo album entitled Alice Cooper Goes to Hell, released 45 years ago on June twenty fifth, 1976. Alice has performed this song numerous times in concert, most recently as of December of 2015. Thanks, Pat. You and all your listeners have a safe and fun summer.
2: so funny because that's not really Alice singing. It's more of like a choir. Yeah. I'm sure he's in there somewhere. Oh, there he is. He has to say.
1: you to candy
0: cane.
3: Ooh. Don't do that. Jesus. That person can go to hell. You <laughs> he do that kind of stuff. You <laughs> better go to hell, to man. Hell.
2: Exactly. How are you on Grateful Dead?
3: I, I don't often root for a plane crash.
2: <laughs> this next <laughs> gentleman this next gentleman, uh, is going to do a Grateful Dead episode with me and Murray.
3: Well, good for you guys. I, I am so excited to miss that. <laughs> you don't like a 45-minute no. jam? No, 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 no. Not theirs. Not those. Nope. Let's I, don't, see. I don't want wavy what, gravy anywhere near me. What if this guy plays a song that you enjoy? Uh, Will you admit that you enjoy it if you enjoy it? Of course I will. I'm I'm not going to dismiss anything out of hand, uh, but at the same time, it's an impossibility. It couldn't couldn't happen. Like you think you're automatically not going to like it. I know I'm not going to like it. I keep hearing how Jerry Garcia is a good guitarist and I'm like, I don't know what happened to you people. I guess he is, maybe, supposedly. I don't know. Let's find out.
4: Hey, rock solid dudes and dudettes. This is Mike Bagford, otherwise known as M-Bags. Uh, my pick for this Patreon Picks episode is by the Grateful Dead. Uh, it is called Hell in the Bucket. hope you're at least enjoying the
3: ride. Well, I was
1: drinking last night with a biker. And I showed him a picture. Up and
0: down your carpeted halls, you'll think by contrast quite
1: proper, never mind I stumble and fall, never mind I stumble and fall. Mike's
2: into you it. Imagine it. This, you imagine me
0: sipping, jumping from your blue, or taste tasty, elegant pot. I may be going to hell in a bucket bed. but at
1: least I'm enjoying the ride.
3: All right. What What'd you think? Honest opinion. All right. Honest opinion. First of all, it I I thought it was interesting because I, I enjoyed the musically. I enjoyed the changes, the little tempo, little kicks, little okay. changes. Yeah. I also liked the sonic uh, introduction of the chopper and things like that. Was uh, it made a mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't just some straightforward nonsense. You know what I mean? Okay. I, I liked the little ding 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 ding. You know the little changes. Yeah, thing. Yeah. That was good. The uh, but but for me again. Uh, That just sounds like touch of gray. Like, I mean, it literally sounds almost exactly like touch of gray with just that little giddy up uh, in the, in the little, in the, in the pacing, you know, it just, for me, I don't, I cannot discern. It's like some people say they have an uneducated palate. I have an uneducated palate when it comes to the Grateful Dead, because for me, it is all one gigantic snowball rolling downhill of, of that, that you just heard.
2: Mike, I have over 556, I think, live Grateful Dead shows taped. I got to give you about 400 of those and let you. Know oh, OK. All right.
3: Well, that you think that'll win me over? These are, these are audience recorded, so they don't sound great. All right. But uh, I, I really wish you'd get into it. Well, I'll grab a grilled cheese and I'll go ahead and listen. That sounds like a good plan, I think. Could
2: you, would you mind sliding down? A little, like you're just, you, first of all, you're pushing me into the wall. I
3: haven't moved at all. I started you like down there. There's no way you did. Cause my foot would bet that would have been over here. That's insane. Go. That's a little better. You're a crazy person. That's a little better. You're a crazy person. Back up. Straighten that mic out a little bit. Yeah. See how it's stretched now. It wasn't like that. Cause I was over on the other side.
2: Lot, look at all that slack. <laughs> oh, got lots of slack.
3: This place is a mess. This place, this place, <laughs> this place, <laughs> my house. <laughs> Uh, So for me, no, it just, uh, I'll, I'll give them a chance. Certainly 400 tapes seems excessive, but I'll, I'll go ahead and listen. If you think it'll win me over. Will you take, okay.
2: Will you take 127 tapes?
3: Do I have to do drugs for every single one of them? 40 of them were recorded at the forum. Oh, same show. No. We've got 40 different guys spread across the stadium. you got to hear the sound. It's it's incredible. The the depth from, from the guys up top and the guys down below. Oh, it's so good. All right, here we go. Next up, you ready? Yeah. We're burning through the songs. Yeah, I know, you don't
2: have to. Okay, the
10: mic is picking up the AC. Good. Why wouldn't it? It's Florida. Uh, heaven or hell is the topic. And it says songs that feature the words heaven or or hell
2: is he gonna say his name
10: it th- he didn't he didn't specify in the title so they could just be concepts of heaven or hell no name so of course i have picked limbo rock that's right folks limbo rock it's right there in between uh go ahead get yourself a yardstick get your family together have two elderly aunts who can't possibly uh do it have them hold up the yardstick and relatively uh you know, as even as they can get, and watch everybody in a circle try to lean under that and watch everybody hurt themselves. It's Limbo Rock. No, I'm lying. I picked Snowball in Hell by They Might Be Giants off of their Lincoln album. It's a great album. You should absolutely buy it. And enjoy.
2: i handle this do i say the guy's name or do we just not know who it is because he knows the rules he's done it before well but he just didn't say his name is he a patreon supporter everyone is say this gentleman's
3: name absolutely he honors you by by donating to the show every month uh, we don't have to be so stringent with the rules next time. However, he does need to know the rules, but of course
2: you should you say, say your name. name. I mean, we got guys from out of the country that are saying their name and where they're from,
3: but there might be people who aren't used to being on a microphone or but might be a fluster to be, on I can one of tell you this shows. guy, this guy
2: is, he's been here live before.
3: If you he's, feel like
2: he's actually a performer.
3: If you feel like punishing him, go right ahead. But I, I would recommend saying his name, my own self. You think I should say Steve O. Dockerson, uh, AKA Hob the troll. Well, steve yeah, he's got, didn't he have that Christmas song? What did he just do? He did a song, he's right? He's got a bunch of songs. He's got an album. Well, is he not? You know why? Here's the thing. All right, I'm going to say this. And I can say this because it's not my show. Right. He was so concerned with doing shtick, he forgot to say his name. He wanted to do that bit. He mm-hmm. wanted to do the limbo bit and yeah. forgot that he hadn't said his name, which is... Uh, a, a pitfall that can hit a performer occasionally where you're like, you can't wait to do the thing that you think is hysterical. Yeah. And then you forget to do the basic thing. So nothing against Steve-O fantastic job there with the choice, because how do you, where do you come down on a, they might be giants.
2: We did a, they might be giants episode with Steve-O and April Richardson and they're all in, but for me,
3: they sound like a novelty band. It sounds like, it sounds like uh, music that would come out of a toy.
2: Yes. Right? Yeah. Like you crank a thing and then a monkey comes out, <laughs> bangs some cymbals together, and then that song I, plays. Yeah.
3: I, I don't mean it in a mean way, I could, but I know exactly what you're saying. It's, it's like
2: th- I'm watching a
3: 1950s movie called Babes in Toyland, yeah. and that's part of the soundtrack. It sounds like at the end of the song, they're going to want me to purchase a popsicle. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like that song would be coming out of an ice cream truck. I, I, right. and I don't mean it in a mean way because I have a friend, a very close friend, my friend, Bridget, mm-hmm. uh, whom I, you might have met. She, they're her band. They, she's met them. She people loves them. She, are, I'm sorry. Or people are big time into, she, they might w- she really loves them. And, uh, and assigned me homework that I unfortunately have skirted, but she wants me to listen. And, and I, cause I'm familiar with the hits clearly mm-hmm. with, uh, don't let's start in Constantinople yeah. and all uh, those songs and your racist friends. I know those songs. Uh, mm-hmm. And now I know this one, but for me, uh, like you, it, it does. It, it sounds like you would get that off the back of a cereal box. Yeah. It's, um, it sounds like the monkeys or somebody. And I like the monkeys. It just, it just, yeah, for, it's just, it sounds like a novelty band. It
2: doesn't sound yes. like. Yeah, and they might be the, they might be the greatest musicians ever. They Bridget might, tells me she swears about going them. to Berklee school of music yeah. and Juilliard and this is what they like to uh they like to create and and people love it and that's great. But yeah, for me it just misses the mark. And look, I like REO Speedwagon.
3: So I, I can't, Exactly. that's so look, and I people I like, are going to would say Ugh, that's bullshit. Well, you and I both jerked off over Manilow earlier. I mean, it's fine. Yeah. You know, that happens. I'm and I'm not I'm not short sure shorting they might be giants uh, again like i said bridget loves them has met them and, t- and been able to you know hang out with them mm. and good for her and and uh the stuff i've heard i don't mind but i'm with you in in that it just uh yeah. it did not grab me in a way that made me go oh i gotta listen to all of this also i love shtick but you got to tell us who's doing the shtick well yeah you got to mention that and let, you know this is your time man get your name get yeah. your shine get your yeah. rub
2: it's like it's like in the seven, 1978, you're in a club in San Francisco uh-huh. and the guy leaves the stage and you're like, oh my God, who's that guy that just sang King Tut and had the arrow through his head? I don't know. I don't know because he didn't say his name, I'll but never he was remember. amazing.
3: I'll never remember who that was. Nope. Now I, do, now I can't remember who he was. Yeah. And if he would have said his name, I would have known. Yeah. Well, the rock doc, I mean, he, you know, he just thinks he's, I mean, he just thinks he's royalty. He's rock solid royalty. Everybody knows it's the doc. That could be mm-hmm. the, the case. He's been here live. He's done that kind of stuff. So funny because I like, that was his, like, that was his real speaking voice too.
2: Like sometimes he does a, uh, like a little bit of a nervous or, or he does his Hob the Troll um, voice. So yeah, that maybe. was like the, that was like the truest. Uh, that's like the Steve-O when I talk to him on the phone. Well, maybe that was a. Sometimes uh, he calls me. I don't even know who it is. Cause he doesn't say, <laughs> I go, hello. Got a question like, hey, mark man. on your phone He's just screen. like
3: talking. I'm like, who is this? <laughs> well, maybe that was a new character. Uh, he's in an- my phone. Anonymous as, man. He's in my phone as scam likely. Oh really? Yeah. I hear from him. He might call me all the time. Wait, how would you know? I don't know. I'd refuse to answer. Next up, this guy. No girls today. I'm Hello, bummed. Hello,
6: Pat Francis of the Rock Solid Podcast. This is Brian Burkey from Pennsylvania, USA. My suggestion for a heaven or hell song comes from the late great British band the Pogues and their 1989 album Peace and Love. The song is called Blue Heaven. Unlike many of the tracks from earlier Pogue's albums, this one did not feature Shane McGowan on the vocals. Even so, this is a song that should certainly set your toes a tappin'. And as they say in America, you can get yourself clean. You can have a good meal. You can do what the fuck you feel. Thanks for the podcast.
1: Snakes and rats and spiders I know that they're still there I pray to God that I may sleep Without a hope, without a care In my blue heaven There's a model of punchy train Shell met
3: So what do you like? You like toy rock or some pub rock? Well, first, was what? that was that Skynet who sent the song? <laughs> Why was it, is it self-aware? What let's, happened there? Let's I talk about this. First of all, Brian A. Berkey, he does some shtick
2: right. with a female uh, robotic voice, but you know what he does? What's that? He says his
3: name right up front. That I female did. said his name. She did with a very lovely lilting accent. H- had her say the f word. Yeah, that was that was a, a strange occurrence. I did not expect. Uh, I liked it. Well, I, I like the shtick. Well, it it caught me unawares. Like I said, it, I, we was, were
2: both, we like our heads popped up. Yeah. Out.
3: I thought I was on hold all of a sudden. I, I didn't know. know what was happening there. Um, and no, so this is the, <laughs> I, all right, here's what I know of the pogues. I know all that right. guy has bad teeth. Well, or no teeth. Literally, he's got like three teeth, and, and they all look like they're running from ghosts. I mean, they're all like going different directions, right? How can you be in the front row at that show and watch that guy's. Uh, I don't. With know. his bloody gums. But, all right, but you. that's. All right, so that's my point. When you think of the Pogues, you think of bloody gums and fucked up teeth and Irishmen lying in vomit. Yeah. And then I get this commercial for a boat show. I mean, what the fuck was that? Is that the celebration song they wrote because that was, Shane McGowan left? It was Blue Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> but that literally, that's far too cheerful for the Pogues. That That is. That sounded. I mean, I expect you know what that that song better end with Shane McGowan kicking in a door and him and Tom Waits just mowing them down with machine gun fire <laughs> because that was entirely too cheerful for the band the Pogues. Did you? That was more like a Dexie's Midnight Runners type right? of a thing. Yeah, I didn't care for that at all. That that was like some sort of Irish street fair going no, look, awry. I might not know. Look, I don't know a lot about the Pogues. Maybe most of their music sounds like this. That's a good point. But I don't know no because I know that Christmas song. That song was like Santa's got cancer or whatever the yeah, fuck. I mean, yeah. like, Jesus Christ. The yep. Pogues are just, a, a, they're, a, they're a death cloud. And then I, I get this. <laughs> thats a death cloud. That's, that's literally puffy sleeves away from being Copacabana. <laughs> that, tell me I'm wrong. No, you're right. The name is Rico. He wore a diamond. I mean, that's what that sounded like to me. And that is so what I have not been led to believe the Pogues are. Yeah strange very strange choice all right i think the robot may have done brian wrong there and gone off the board (laughs) chosen a different song now this is interesting all right these next two gentlemen have picked the
2: same song but both live versions and both from different concerts so let's see
3: which one we enjoy the most Well, wait, before you hit it, how did you do it? Are we going to hear intro song, intro song, or are we going to hear the two intros and then the two songs? Intro song, intro song. Okay, good.
2: Okay, here we go. I'm glad you
3: agree.
9: Hello, Pat Francis and rock solid warriors everywhere. This is Kevin Compton, and I'm coming to you from Reading, Massachusetts. Uh, You asked the question for this curated episode Do you have a favorite song that either features the word heaven or hell? And I have one, and I suspect maybe others have this song as well that features both Heaven and Hell by The Who. I think it's John Entwistle's finest moment as a songwriter. I think it's his best song that he wrote. And it has never sounded better than it did when they played it live throughout that early 70s period. So, the first time I ever heard about it was when they did one of those expanded sets of Live at Leeds, um, and it was on that set. And that version to me is the best one. Just, uh, you know, I've seen The Who a couple of times starting in 1982 on their farewell tour. Um, and then a couple of times since then, but I really wish I had seen him in that period of the early 70s, 70 particularly. All the recordings from there are unbelievable. So, with that, I give you Heaven and Hell by The Who.
10: That's <laughs> crazy. <laughs>
1: On top of the sky is a big...
2: When I see Keith Moon playing drums from this period, uh, it's it's it doesn't even look like he knows what he's
3: doing. No, you know what I mean? Yeah, like he's looks like in like he's insane. But but the funny thing is the drum sound absolutely matches his motions. Yeah. and what he's doing. It just he's just a fury. It's it's crazy, and the drums do sound like this unbelievable fusillade. And and he's and he's just he's perpetual motion and insane. It's so it's great, ridiculous. So, the next version of the song is also from
2: 1970, but it's from a different concert. So, let's get that intro,
3: and then we, let's hear how Keith Moon sounds on that song. But, dude, that, that, before you do it, that opening of live at Leeds that that heaven and hell open, it opens it that it comes out of nowhere yeah. it's just that like quiet and you kind of hear the thing and then just it just fucking attacks it's, it's you it's an assault the second it played I was just I that's why I started laughing cuz it's just <laughs> that album if you ever put it on you're just like okay great and then it, was like, it just absolutely kills you
2: i want to see where this one's cute cuz he gave me <laughs> this guy gave me a cue point i'm pretty sure all right uh no take it from the top so we're going to hear
3: that uh, oh good because it is an assassination attempt oh wait let me see
2: I looked at the wrong file. Hold on. I could be wrong.
3: All right. I'm going to take it from the top. I may make you do it anyway,
2: just because that open is so, it's so I do not have it from the top, but we're going to take it from the top. All right. I've changed the time code. I've changed the coordinates. I love it so much. All right. Here we go. Intro and then uh, audio assault. Coming up.
4: A big hello to you. The rock-solid nation listening out there, hello. wherever there is, hello. I am RJ Santos, coming to you at the moment from the southwest suburbs of Chicago, Illinois. Since this is my debut pick for a Patreon-curated episode, I couldn't think of a better band to pick for this than The Who, and a song time. that's been one of my favorites since I heard it over 25 years ago for the first time. The song Heaven and Hell was written and sung by their talented bass player, John Entwistle, And although the original lyrics have no mention of the words heaven or hell, it does paint an interesting picture of both places. Though The Who did record this one in the studio, and it appeared on the B-side back in the day to Summertime Blues, the Live at the Isle of Wight Festival 1970 is probably my favorite version of the song. Please cue it up to start at the beginning, or a few seconds into the song, and enjoy. I finally get to say, for having me here, rock on, and until whenever.
8: Okay, Ladies and gentlemen,
1: a nice rock and roll band <laughs> from Shepherds Bush, London, to you.
10: Thank you very
8: much.
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's playing whatever he wants. Yeah.
3: Everything Keith Moon played was a film.
1: On top yep. of the sky is the place where you go if you've done nothing wrong, if you've done nothing wrong.
2: Now, you you and I have to decide which version we like better.
3: Which one did you like better? Well, I, you know, I'm biased because I own Live at Leeds. That's my first time hearing the Isle of Wight one. It's great. But the the reason I like the Live at Leeds version is because it leaps out upon you from behind a bush. (laughs) There's no dude who goes, all right, welcome to you. You know what I mean? That's fine. Yeah. But the one at Live at Leeds, it's just, it's this quiet before the storm. You just kind of mill it. And then... (laughs) All of a sudden, (laughs) it just fucking assassinate you, man. It's so great. Uh, A couple weeks ago, I
2: tweeted out a picture of Leeds where they played. Oh, okay. The auditorium. Have you ever seen it? I've not. Look it up on your phone. You will not believe that this is where they played. Okay. First of all, I believe Leeds is a university. So this would be like in the, uh, you know, I don't want to say rec hall, but you know, a gymnasium kind of.
3: Just Leeds? What do I Google? Leeds Hall, Haverford? Maybe. I hope a picture comes no, up. That's, that's in Pennsylvania. That's not it. uh You got a vamp while I'm looking for stuff here. Leeds. We're waiting, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Did you find it yet? I'm doing where Leeds, where the Who played? Let's put that. In. Try Let's that. See if that works. Hold on. Uh, was the, 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 Mike, we're recording a show
2: here. Have you found it? Yet? Of that.
3: Well, you forced me to do this, you dick. All right, you keep
2: right. looking and we're gonna listen to this intro. Okay, please do.
9: Hi, Pat and rock solid podcast listeners. This is Mike Wiles from Naperville, Illinois. My entry today in the Heaven or Hell episode is the song Heaven from the Rolling Stones' 1981 number one album, Tattoo You. This deep track happens to be only one of two songs written specifically for the album, as the other tracks were taken from outtakes from previous sessions. The song is also unique because neither Keith Richards nor Ron Wood play on the track. Bill Wyman plays bass and guitar on this song. The song also features some great falsetto singing from Mick Jagger. I hope you enjoy Heaven by the Rolling Stones.
2: That was Mike Wiles. He co hosts the Retro Rock Roundup podcast with his son, Jeremy. Uh, Mike's a gigantic Rolling Stones fan. And that was Heaven from Tattoo You. Uh, I have it on good authority that Tattoo You is going to get the deluxe treatment. Before the end of the year, that's the next album that's going to get the the
3: deluxe treatment. Because the 40th anniversary, right?
2: There you go. That would be the reason. I see. And Ron Wood has said that him and Mick have found some unreleased tracks and they're recording some new guitar and some new vocal.
3: So we're going to get some, a bunch of bonus tracks. Good. It'll probably be amazing. Well, I will say this. You could have said to me, hey, Mike, you can have $10,000 if you tell me who's singing this song. And I would not have known that was the Rolling Stones. Really? You you don't know the Tattoo You album? Not the album. I, I had it and probably just kind of played the hits a lot, you know, because it's 81. Right. So at that point now I'm into I'm into Van Halen and, and MTV and stuff like that. And I remember the clearly the hits, obviously. Sure. But I don't think I would You know the hits, deep, right? Of course. But I didn't go deep B-side on yeah. any of that stuff. And so I, I'm not joking. You could have, I would have never guessed who that was. I would have guessed that was Brian Ferry. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, and I'm not kidding. I, I I would have had no idea who that was.
2: I've said it a million times. Cue that sting. Pat tells the same story. But I Um, I love Mick because he's got like a couple different ways to sing. Falsetto Mick. Then there's country honk mm. Mick. And then there's just kind of you
3: know English Mick. I was just saying, yeah. There's heavy. Hey, Mick.
2: There's that Mick. You've heard that song that him and Dave Grohl did together, right? No.
3: You haven't. No. You haven't
2: heard their COVID lockdown song? No.
3: No, I, because I have I don't want to know it why <laughs> Why are the two of them zooming a song together get fucking bombed i don't know good for you guys <laughs> whatever hey man hey mr 700 million dollars in the bank this is mr 300 million dollars in the bank you want to zoom a song for the plebs why not it's called easy sleazy it's about germs let's do a song about germs i don't you think you man. can i don't think you can buy this yet good. so i'm playing it they don't need another dime but if Dave Grohl gets a call from Mick Jagger and says, "I want you to play all the instruments, Absolutely. and I'm going to sing," you do it. Dave Grohl's doing Zoom drum matchups with an eight year old girl. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. I get it. I'm and I, I'm all in on the Foo Fighters and the Stones. But it just it just that does not interest me as a as a collaboration. I don't know. Perhaps it's just me. What if what I w- play Easy Sleazy and you love it? I will. Then I will admit that I do. Rock solid right. nation. Got a lot of nicknames today. A lot yeah, of people. Did. A lot of people
2: changing it up. What if it, someone goes, uh, rock solid dicks? I would love <laughs> What's that. What's up, fuckheads? I would like that. <laughs> hey, rock solid plebes. Okay, you ready? Easy sleazy?
3: Yes. I'm waiting. Me too. Hold on.
2: All right, here we go. Hold on. Collect your thoughts. It's a it's a definitely a lockdown song. He's referencing a bunch of stuff. Wear your fucking mask, all that kind of crap. My name is Mick. This song's really
3: sick. <laughs> so what did you think? Uh I I didn't mind it. It's fine. <laughs> I I, I, I a will raining say this.
2: endorsement. Well, from the opening while well, you're All right, because
3: right, honestly, to me, there were four different things there. The open sounds like Dave Grohl's trying to play like the Rolling Stones. Literally, the first 15 to 20 seconds sounds like they're trying to play like the Rolling Stones. Absolutely. Secondly, I don't know what they put Mick's voice through. I I don't know... It, it, they probably put it through the everlasting gobstopper machine in w- Willy Wonka with all the fucking. <laughs> heat, oh, oh, you, you know who play, you know who plays at the uh, at the work picnic? I uh, I don't at the everlasting gobstopper <laughs> factory. Who is that? Uh, it's the uh, they might be giants. Oh, are they there? <laughs> yeah, but they stole. You know, I heard they were going to be a second an encore, but they stole fizzy lifting drinks and they bumped into <laughs> the ceiling, which now has to be sterilized and washed. So they got nothing it's always good when you can't form a sentence not you me <laughs> um uh, i also. so i don't know mick's got a lot of they had a lot going on with mick's voice there but when it played that little bridge part into the chorus yeah. fantastic yeah uh, and but that you know the opening da, 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 then, you know what it sounded like there's a song by john lyden in africa mata called uh world destruction And speak about destruction. It it very much brought me into that headspace. But the chorus, I thought, was great. I love that song. And I love the who the addition of the who, which is also very stonesy. But it's funny to me. Try to write a tune. Gotta hook me up to Zoom. I love it. No, no, no. I love those lyrics. (laughs) No, I can't. That's the thing. Is like you want to talk about fucking novelty song. That's a complete novelty song. (laughs) No, don't. Any art that's referencing COVID needs to be eradicated. Look, we all went through it. Everybody knows. And you're not going to write any fresh take on it. I know Bo Burnham's trying. I know that they made a movie about quarantine and there's lovers who had to get separated. Whatever. Good for you because we were all under the influence. But I got news for you. Let's just put that year on a fucking shelf and not ever think about it again.
2: Now, last year, 2020, the Stones released their first new song in years. And it was also a COVID song. Why are they taking that chance? Called living in a ghost town. Do you want? To, have you heard this? I've not. Would you like to critique this? Of course.
3: It seems like this is Mike Schmidt's minute critique with well, Mike Schmidt. I, you know, and I don't. I'm sure your listeners are terrified. What instrument do you like play? Uh, yeah, exactly. That's going to happen. Do you sing? I have a glockenspiel. I don't. If, I, I haven't picked it up in years. If we went to karaoke, <laughs> and you got up and sang, yes, would it be passable? No, I don't think it would be. I don't think I'm. I have that. Let's put it this way: I can carry a tune in the car and in the shower, but only for. 10 seconds. Cause here's the, d- yeah. I, I've told this story on my show. This is completely true. I thought I, I used to think that I could carry a tune mm-hmm. and I'd be okay. So one time I was in San Francisco <laughs> and they had a, it was a record store. I'm worried. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. It's a terrible story because, uh, they, you could record your own song and, okay. and, you're and in a booth. Would would it be on a tape, a CD, or yes, vinyl? Yes, you would get a tape. This is how long ago it was. This okay. is eighty. This is nineteen ninety, maybe eighty nine. Okay, so, okay. Real to real tape is what you get. Uh, you get a cassette of your I'll own voice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah they give me a real to real. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I'm a droog in Clockwork Orange. I've got a player at the house. Um, no, they. So I said, all right, I'll I'll sing a song. I was with a girl in San Francisco, mm-hmm. whatever. And you get into the booth and you're going to sing. I, I was going to yeah. sing Under the Boardwalk by the Drifters. Okay. Because I like that song. Sure. And I'm like, all right, I can pull that off. And uh, and the second I open my mouth, you hear yourself now. You know what I mean? You're not singing along with the record. Right. You get the track in your ears, but then it's just your voice. And the second, the, the, the first literally eight seconds of, oh, and the sun goes down and feel, and then you go. Oh no, I'm bad at this. <laughs> and there's still four minutes left. You got to finish it out. You do. And, and they can hear me in the record store that I'm recording it at. <laughs> oh, that's so the worst. I'm like, that's where I'll be. And I'm looking out at people and they're just kind of oh, like stifling no. the laugh. And I mean, and I, there's and, nothing, you're and committed. They, and, the laughter is deserved. Oh, there's, I was terrible. And, but that's the thing. So did I you to want to pivot? Did you want to pivot and make it
2: funny? And then, so they would think you were doing a goof. It's funny. You would ask that because then I did Cause cause karaoke. that's what a comedian's
3: mind would do. I did karaoke, uh, two years later, three years later mm-hmm. at, a, after a comedy show with a bunch of guys mm-hmm. and, uh, I went up and I sang, uh, behind closed doors and, you know, that song goes, when we get behind. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Charlie Rich. Yeah, yeah. and The Silver is, Fox. Bill Murray had done it on, when he was doing Nick the Lounge Singer. Okay. He sang behind closed doors, and it, but it was the closing of the bar. It was the end of the mm-hmm. sketch. And he's like, go on, people, time to face reality. And man, she makes me glad. And so I did that version at a karaoke bar. Okay. Thinking it would be funny. And I would sing, because I can sing really loud and belt it. And just, I was going to be purposely bad like Nick the Lounge Singer. I get it. And, uh it's just as bad. It doesn't matter. (laughs) You're still ruining people's nights (laughs) because people are there drinking and trying to have fun and other people who can sing are great. And then you go up and you're and you just drop a bomb on the proceedings and it just smells bad. It's just terrible. So I, that's one of the reasons I'm fascinated with singing because I can't do it. Yeah.
2: My, uh, a friend of, uh, well, he's initially a friend of Pilar's and now he's my friend too. Uh, his name's Brian Pope. So you say, Brian Pope. He's a great actor. He does a lot of theater around uh, around town. He's really good. Uh but he um his go to karaoke song is Thomas Dolby, uh Blinded Me with Science. Yes. But he only sings the he only sings the scientist science. part. He only says science. <laughs>
3: so the whole song plays and people see the words up there and he's not and then science. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. Yeah. That's great. But I but also at the same time, that's a bit where after like two minutes, like even the crowd's going, All right, we get it. You know what I mean? That, uh, that's a one-note yeah, joke, I get man. it. Now,
2: here's one of your favorite songs. Tell me if you know who's singing it. Uh, all right.
1: the on the roof, And the shoes get so high,
5: feet
2: Is that Cougar? Well, it's Mellencamp.
3: His <laughs> name's John Mellencamp.
1: Down <laughs>
3: That's a hard song to do. He's got this background vocalist a doing some heavy lifting. Feet. Especially if you can't sing. It's a terrible <laughs> song to do.
1: It's
3: fine. Yeah, he's good. Hey, John Cougar Mellencamp, you can sing. It's not me in a corner booth in the hate district. (laughs) He's little Johnny Cougar Mellencamp. (laughs) Oh, terrible. I'm at the corner of Hate ashbury destroying any memory of the summer of love, ruining that fucking song for people. Little Johnny Cougar (laughs) Mellencamp. You're going to play the Stones uh, ghost song. Aren't you going to play that? I still am. Efforting. We're efforting for the Stones ghost song. Called Living in a Ghost Town.
2: All right. I'm searching it, but my typing skills are poor.
3: I, I can't wait to hear the rhyme for hydroxychloroquine. Hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> I'm banging couple twins. <laughs> oh, sure you are, Mick. <laughs> 78. He's going to go on tour and run around outside. And it's amazing. And a giant I, stage. How does he do it? I don't know. How's I have all it? the respect. It's incredible. But at the same like, time, like, why? What are you doing? Let me tell you something. This is no joke, people, right now. People that are my age and
2: Mike's age. I'm telling you right now, this is no joke. Jumping jacks tomorrow. (laughs) Try to do 90 seconds of jumpy jack, jumping jacks in a row.
3: Yeah. Just do it. If you're not ready for it, it'll, because I mean, I was at the gym when I'm, you know, in full gym mode. Yeah. Uh, I would, I'd be doing, I'd do 25 between every set of lifting. It's no joke. You're just, no, you're, it's ridiculous. It's, you feel like you're drowning.
2: Now imagine this. Um, the audience knows it. So they're going to ignore it. Okay. But you're going to shadow Mick Jagger the entire show. If he runs from here to here, you're going to do everything he does except for singing. Yeah. So if he runs from here to here, you're going to do it. If he jumps up, you're going to jump up. Whatever he does, you're going to do for that entire two hour and
3: 45 minute show.
2: I, I wouldn't make it.
3: No, no, no. No, I'm I'm sitting down during the third song. 20
2: minutes in, they are, uh, I've coded. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it would be crazy, right? How does he do it?
3: I don't know. I believe me. Well, we saw him at Dodger Stadium. 11 years ago, 2010. Yeah. And even then we were both like, what the, how is this happening? are they doing it? And the cold.
2: Yes. And he was, he was
3: 67. Yeah.
2: Now he's 78. Yeah. They're gonna die on stage, right? They're never gonna stop.
3: No, he's never gonna stop, clearly. Why There's they no stop? doubt.
2: All right. This is a song called Living in a Ghost Town. It's a COVID song and mm. it's by these brand new band. Hot on the new scene. Called The Rolling Stones. It's from twenty twenty. Do they still have it, Mike?
3: Yes. See that sounds like Mick Jagger. Yeah. That that Dave Grohl song it sounded like he was being put through like nine like filters. Like a, like
2: a megaphone.
3: Yeah, well it just they they did they sat on his voice. Yeah. But that that was Mick Jagger and that sounded like the Stones that had that groovy slow. That was good. I mean I don't care, you know, I don't need lyrics about fucking lockdown and all that shit again as I've said. But uh but that that's a, that was a good song. I mean I liked yeah. that. It sounded like the Stones at least. All right. Believe it or not, we only have two more songs left. You know, we forgot to mention this. I'm going to do this now, sadly, because we're, <laughs> we just did a, a special episode. I don't know if the ASAP Club will probably have it by now. They'll,
2: they'll have it. Uh, well no. This this one we're recording right now goes out tomorrow. And then the one we recorded earlier today probably go out in a day or two. Okay. And that's, that's the Guns and Roses. That's the Use Guns and Roses, Roses. Use Your Illusion 1 and 2.
3: Right. Uh, and in September, you guys, or whoever, you'll hear this. But we talked about Pretty Tight Up. Yeah. And they have a line in there, and and a lot of people thought it was a shot at the Stones. Uh, Once there was this rock and roll band rolling down the street, Mm -hmm. time went by and it became a joke. Hmm. And everybody thought it was, uh, because they also had, had problems with the Stones at the Coliseum. So everybody thought it was just axel taking a swipe at them and the way they were treated on that on that thing and, and is that what he was doing i don't know i mean I, it's I've a good line about, it's a great yeah, line I, once there was this rock and roll band rolling down the street even sneers of time went by and it became a joke like he's just he chews every word it's pretty fun
2: and yet how many albums did the stones record after use your illusion
3: one and two came oh, out of course yeah and they just kept doing they never yeah, stop. Yeah, but now they're doing fucking Hollywood Square Zoom songs with Dave Grohl from The that was just a, That's a mixed Solo song. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes. There's two songs left? There are only two songs left. Uh, we got to do, let's start from the top. Let's do some, uh, let's bring some other ones back. And one of them is going to be our play out. I may have stepped on somebody's name. I don't want to do that. I believe you did. Mm. I'm missing an intro here. Mm. Uh, oh, uh, oh, no, here I got it. There we okay. go. All you ready? Right. Yes, of course.
2: Another Canadian coming up.
7: Hey Pat and Rock Solid listeners, it's Mike from Just Outside Toronto, and for the Heaven and Hell episode, I've decided to go with Level 42's Heaven in My Hands. The song was released on their 1988 album, Staring at the Sun, and uh, unfortunately didn't do much on this side of the Atlantic, but did reach number 12 in the UK and did well in a couple other European countries as well. I've always been a sucker for Mark King's kind of slap bass stylings, and this song has that in spades. One final piece of information about the song was that the music video was directed by someone named Steve Barron, and if that name sounds familiar, it's because he directed some videos you may have seen back in the day, like Take On Me by Aha, Money For Nothing by Dire Straits, and Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. Wow. I will say that this video is not as good, nowhere near (laughs) as good as any of those three. Anyway, look after yourselves, everybody. Take care.
2: everybody from canada he gave
3: his first name he said hi this is mike Mm -hmm. oh pat his name is drew oh pat yes michael i'm gonna make a confession right here on this show all right i have uh i in my lifetime i have slept on level 42 what's that mean it means that i've never heard anything by them that i disliked in fact everything i've heard from them i've actively enjoyed and yet never sought them out to learn more about them or hear anything else Every time I hear something by them, I go, you know, I dig that. I like that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's got a, um, kind of a Mr. Mister, you know, that, that whole area, oh, yeah, that yeah, whole yeah, time yeah, period, yeah, yeah sure, glass tiger, but better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I love, I'm a sucker for all that MTV stuff. Um, and, and I, the songs I've heard from them, I probably heard a handful, five, six, and I have a friend named Carla who, not unlike my friend Bridget, who loves- Carla Felicia? uh, No, uh, who loves They Might Be Giants. Carla- Is it Carla Esperanto? Not uh, Carla Esperanto, but good guess. My friend- Is is it Carla Parisi? Parisi. No, it's not. But good. Again, I keep. You, I appreciate right. you trying. Does she have a last name? Uh, she does, but I don't want to say it because I don't know if she. Because it's funny. Permission. It's a stupid last name. No, you know why? Because she's a journalist, and you could search her and find her. Oh boy! And I don't want to be that person. Oh boy! Uh, now if a, I was going to do that, how would I spell her last name? Oh, that's easy. It's uh. Oh, how dare they what know? you. <laughs> I saw what you did there. Mm-hmm. Luckily I caught it in time. Mm, almost. Uh, and and level 42 is her favorite band in the world. Wow. That's amazing. And, and she loves them and swears by them. And she would always tell me about them whenever we would talk. It would, you know, well, not she wasn't proselytizing, but I mean she, it would come up and she'd love she'd go see them in uh like she moved to England and then she wow. saw them there. It's and, the place to see them. Yeah, yeah. She a she's a huge fan. So whenever I hear them, I I'm I think to myself, I should really do a dive on the level 42 and figure out more about them. So I want to thank Mike uh, for bringing them back to my attention and putting them back on my radar screen. It looks like this is from an album called the definitive collection. So that seems a place to start. <laughs> the, place to start. the, um, it's definitive. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. Who, you know, I do then again, that could have been a maniac who put that together. He, I, who knows who's definitive. I feel like this is a conversation with Carla. Hey, Carla,
2: do you want to come over and watch the Super Bowl tonight? Are we going to talk about level 42 beforehand? <laughs> who's playing the halftime show? Is it level 42? <laughs> they better not be on a side stage out in the parking lot yeah. with all the tailgaters.
3: Uh, but also, he's another. That's Carla Parisi. I love that he mentioned the bass because that's another thing I hear about this dude is he's like this, the fu- one of the best bassists in the Funkiest fucking rock, rock bass. world. Yeah, he's so good. So uh, the second he said level 42, my brain went bass. All right. And, and then he brought it up. Now, we only have one more song, an in,
2: in intro, so I'm going to use it as our play out. Okay. Now, I understand intro. Mike is outside of uh, Toronto. That's what
3: I heard. Is that, is that what he said? He's outside of Toronto. Yes. <laughs> Don't make fun of that. I'm not. They're the I nicest have, people. I, Canadians. Have I have a friend named Tanya who's Canadi. in Canada. and she's, Parisi? Uh, no, not Tanya Parisi. Uh, good, keep trying if you want. Uh, Tanya will do this. Uh, Pascatelli? It might be. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Did you hear that her uh, she called her dad? That's Tammy Pascadelli. Oh, I'm so sorry, not Tanya. I, she shot. She shot. Geez. Tammy Pascadelli called her dad, and because uh, she had some success out here, and, yeah. And what show happened? Business. Well, she called her dad, and she said, uh, "Dad, I shot a pilot." And uh, and her dad said, "Don't say that on the phone." <laughs> <laughs> Did I ever tell you that she was on? She was on uh, Twitter once. I follow her on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I follow her. And too. she she. <laughs> She wrote something. I, I worked with her. We
2: were in a comedy condo together for a week.
3: All right. Yeah. You've got that story. Well, yeah. this just happened like last year. Oh, wait a minute. That sounds like a banging around story. I'll tell you what. Well, I- It's not, not, I, well, it's I, not you, that at all. It smells like pescatelli in here <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, no. No. We had a big fine no, plate of pescatelli no, no, with sauce. No, no. <laughs> His I was, had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with oh, Tim. Oh, so we have some of that pescatelli gravy. Um oh my God. So she, she so posted a thing and, uh, you know, she she don't she doesn't know me. Okay. All right. We, we've met- yeah, but she wouldn't know me if she saw me. Right, but we followed each other on Twitter, and I was like, "All right." So I took a chance, mm-hmm. and she wrote something about uh, she had a big audition or something like that, and uh, uh, she's like, "Yeah, you know, it's it." I really feel like I'm gonna whatever she whatever, and I also I wrote I also heard you shot a pilot. <laughs> I wrote it as it because I thought she right, would, she she get, would she I, get it, and she didn't get it. No, she literally was like, "Yeah," like twenty years ago. And like, and like berated me for like, like I was making fun. I'm like, no, I'm leading you into your own bit. It's awesome. And I know as comedians, you don't want to hear your own bit back to you. But I thought, I literally, but I wasn't, as there was no comedian, malice. a comedian,
2: you're supposed to
3: get that. There was no malice at all. you're supposed to get that. No, she just, and she wanted nothing to do with it. Well, she shut it down quick,
2: man. From like, the week I hung out with her, that makes sense. Okay, so, <laughs> Mike, before we play
3: the last intro and last playout song. Wait, uh, my friend Tanya, she, she's oh. from Canada, and she she does that, ooh. And uh, we made her say, "Oh no, the Lowe's <laughs> is closed." <laughs> and she, <laughs> she did it like a like a trained. She chimp. loves saying things. She's Tanya. She's the best. Would you husband, give her? Her and her husband Mike are fantastic. Would you give her cheese curds to do that? <laughs> cheese curds. That's not a Canadian thing, <laughs> isn't it? No, it's poutine. She had some poutine. Oh, oh, cheese okay. curds are on poutine. Anything for protein. poutine. Poutine, p o u, poutine, puritan. Don't stop. You're Pennsylvania. You're not. there's no R in poutine. You can say it.
2: Again, if you want to be involved in these Patreon-only curated episodes—that wasn't a uh, sentence—you can go to patreon.com forward slash rocksolidpodcast. And for as little as $2 a month—that's 50 cents an episode here is how we break it uh, down—you can be a part of these episodes. We've been doing uh, one a month, one Monday bonus episode, throw out an intro, and uh, and a song.
3: So— Please make sure you say your name in the intro. We love all of the all of our subscribers. We want to know who they are. Please. Yeah, yeah. All these all these intros today were good, but one. Stop. It was fine. It's I just didn't say his name. Yeah, but but he, but you know why he might. I have told him to I was your... going to make fun of him. <laughs> I did. I <laughs> well, sent good. him a message. All right. Good. Yeah. You got to say your and name. He said he deserved it. He does certainly. So uh, take the opportunity to make sure everyone knows who you are, because also we want the world to know who's listening to Rock Solid. And I love uh, how many people we get from out of the country. I like that. A lot of uh, people from out of the country. Always need accents. We got uh, any, and any different voices is welcome to thank you. And you don't even have to be vaccinated
2: to submit, uh, to submit an intro. No, you
3: do me a favor, stay unvaccinated. Yeah, and eventually you, Mick Jagger will send you an email, make a fucking song easy, with
2: you. <laughs> <lazy>. <laughs> All right. We are at rock solid show on Twitter. And I believe that's also our handle handle on instagram i'm so tongue-tied
3: because we've been talking all day long it's been it's been quite a journey there's no doubt Like we can find you where we even journeyed to journeys today that's right fact. right right uh well i you know what i'm not going to give you the whole rundown here but i will tell you that i am uh, I, i'm the host of the 40 year old boy podcast which Never is available <laughs> in the itunes store or the apple podcast space whatever they're calling it these days it's at amazon it's at spotify wherever you get your finer podcasts you're going to find me you can also go to art Nineteen dot com slash the 40 year old boy and uh, find the show and all the archives of all the past shows i've been on for 13 years ladies and gentlemen Amazing. youtube.com slash the 40 year old boy follow and subscribe over there you can check out all of the archives of all of the past shows and all the future shows if you subscribe in itunes thank you so much for having me pat i love doing this show with you
2: excellent i love having you here and people love it when you and i just uh chat and talk and riff and go off on a tangent And uh, I just started my 11th year last week. It's crazy, but I still love it. I love the listeners and, uh, I love listening to music and I just love, you know, joking around. So that's why I do this show. So with that, I'm going to play the last intro and into the last song. And it's a band that, uh, is this a band on the run? No, no, no. Just checking. It's a band that doesn't get enough, uh, love. I don't think they're from the San Francisco area. And, uh, Whenever I hear the singer, he has a very Sammy Hagar-like quality. You can tell me if you agree when you hear this song. And that's it. Thanks, Mike, for being here. Thanks for having me. And here we go. Hello,
9: Pat and all the Patreon supporters. I'd once again like to thank all the Patreon supporters for doing that so that the show can exist and I can continue to enjoy it. I'm choosing Hell or High Water by y and uh, it's from one of their early 80s albums Black Tiger um, there was that and Mean Streak in the early 80s I love both of those albums not a huge huge fan of any of their other stuff but those two albums are great um, this is eh, not my favorite song of all of them but uh, it fits this bill and I just wanted to turn some people on to uh, early 80s y so enjoy this song
3: Hold on a second. What did you say, Mike? Uh, That gentleman did not give his name. No. Yeah. There was no name in the introduction, sadly. I I don't know who it is. Michael Mariano. That's our buddy Michael, double M. Okay. Michael Mariano. Most definitely.
2: Michael Mariano. I know Steve O'Dockerson on a personal level, so that's why I'll bust his fucking chops. Sure. But you, I just say, hey, give us your name next time,
3: because that was a great intro. And, uh... Although I, I'm going to bust Mariano a little bit here. Hey, guys, here's a song by y Don't care for the rest of their catalog. Could not care less about them or any of their music. <laughs> uh, but here's a great song that you should like. And uh, oh, by the way, yeah, I don't like podcasts either. I don't care for Patreon. Not what and saying. quite frankly, I don't care for any of you. So here's a song. Nope. Enjoy this nope. right now. You said none of that.
2: <laughs> Hell or High Water from the album Black Tiger, which is one of the best y albums. Fantastic. And this is... I just said it.
3: I don't know what you're doing.
2: (laughs) And this is Michael Mariano's favorite song.